Love those. <laughs> what are we going on here? What is going on? What's going on there? What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to We Got Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. We're back in here with a special show. This is Blue Chip Mindset, episode number six, Dukes in the building. Yes, indeed. And we're going to talk about something that uh, I couldn't wait for next week because I wanted to talk about this, uh, the brutal truth of entrepreneurship. But that is not going to be the only topic. That's going to be the main event topic. But um, as you know, during the evening show, yeah, I see what's going on. I see my mainstream, my main, let me see here. <laughs> I see that the Notorious CGA channel is all ready to go. All right. I And then I'm looking at the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and it's frozen. All right. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Can you guys hear me? What is going on there? New, 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 new world order. I see what's going on here. So uh, the Notorious CGA channel was banging. Pause. But I see the, yeah, it's frozen. All right. I don't know what's going on. So, oh, you're good. Okay. For some reason, it looks like it's frozen. So anyway, if you're all good, we're ready to go. Okay. So we got uh, the brutal truth of entrepreneurship. We really went in. I went in depth on the truth about what? Corporate America. That corporate America jargon. Okay. But now we're going to talk about the truth about entrepreneurship. I do have some experience being an entrepreneur, but I will let you guys know this is educational purposes only. I am not a business owner. I don't know anything. I don't have a job. My businesses were destroyed during COVID. <laughs> and of course, I've been demonetized on this platform for about two years. So I don't have no money. All right, let's see. I got money. Most of my money was probably made through some investments. And those went south when crypto burst. Okay. I ain't got no job, no money, no business, no nothing. I'm broke. All right. It's been a long, long, a couple of years, man. Can't get no money. Lost my job in a boating accident. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. All right. So anyway, uh, you know, shout out to the private investigators in the building. They're always going to be here. And they're like, let me see if we can get him to admit that he's wealthy for the Bitter Baby Mama's terrorist fund. I do receive donations from time to time uh, for for being an entertainer. So do people do send it donations and then I contribute those to the baby mama terrorist fund. Thus it allows me to save my children from being wasted. All right, listen, <laughs> Hey, check this out, man. We got a great show. Uh, without further ado, we're not going to belabor the point. We are going to get right into it. You see the topic scrolling. We're going to talk about the passport bros, Austin Holloman. We're going to talk about him again. He didn't hit the mainstream. Lord have mercy. What does this mean for brothers? They always trying to control yo Johnson. Okay, brothers can't go nowhere. They try to always salami policing you. I mean, salami policing for some reason is the thing of the black community. And I'm going to tell you one more again. This community is the poorest economic community in the history of time, in the history of the United States. With all of this wonderful opportunity, we got women salami policing black men. Now, I'm not supporting, you know, I, I've, I was the original quote unquote passport, bro. But I told you guys to travel for culture. Traffic, travel for exploration, travel by yourself, travel by yourself so you don't have to pay extra money bringing in a useless bag of wind. <laughs> OK, that's what I told you to, for culture. But of course, people kind of took that, evolved their passport bro thing. And that was going good until black women got a hold of it. 
Meanwhile, they're out there waiting to hit, not waiting to exhale. They're out there getting a groove back, going to Jamaica, put a whole movie and a book out for it of her getting her cheeks clapped by a younger man. And then, of course, then when brothers say, hey, I'm off child support now, I can go travel. I can get a passport. Now, when they go travel, it's bad. I'm tits. But the problem is now, since the media has got a hold of it, this is no bueno. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, Dollar Sign CGA Live is how you donate to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund to save children. All right, children are a terrible thing to waste, especially when they're used against you as a pawn in the court system. All right. You can also donate to the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund in their entertainment fund as donations to the Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, that is a separate business. <laughs> All right, and that is pinned to the top of the uh, Free Agent Lifestyle channel, which for some reason is frozen. It looks frozen to me, struggle streaming. All right, what is going on? And then you can also donate by sending, sending Super Chats over to the, what is it called here? The Notorious CGA channel. Yeah, it's not even moving over there. All right, donate to the Notorious CGA channel via Super Chat. And so right now, we'll go ahead and get into the Super Chats, and we'll speed through the first couple of subjects. Okay, Leaf says, abba daba daba daba. All right, coach, you had me rolling. Shout out to the Ruben Sturter homeboy with the eight packs of hot dogs on the back of his neck. Mm. All right, Gunslinger says, the feds announced today that we are at a $3.1 trillion in debt capacity. For the first time in 100 years, we will not be able to pay our debts, a.k.a. bankrupt. He says, Fed starts started stated extreme measures will be taken. 401k, SSI, Medicare will be affected. Yo, man, I told we told you this, and I actually went over that on Wednesday. Went over that and showed people the debt clock and showed you what's happening, and they said they're not going to take extreme measures. They're going to take extraordinary, which means extraordinary measures to try to curb this. Go ahead and say bye-bye to Social Security. Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, say, there's going to be body your 401k, sayonara, you know. <laughs> They're going to print more money. We're going to have more inflation. Wow. New, 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 new world. Anyway, man, it's, it's a really, really interesting time. America is on the clock. So the clock. Pensions gone. Forget about pensions. No, this is gone, gone. Okay. We gone, gone, man. But listen, only the strong will survive. And that's what we are encouraging you in here. We're not about doom and gloom. We're here to encourage you. Lawar Moore says, yeah, I believe her too. She'll be tied up in these streets. In Shout out to the coach gang, free agent lifestyle for life. Hey, what up? Shout out to uh, let's see what's going on on the donation center at the Cash App. Let's see what they saying. Cash App, Cash App. What are the ladies saying? Shout out to Alan for the coffee coach. And I needed a coffee today, man. I definitely needed that. Shout out to Todd Cummings. Todd Cummings. Pause. For Gordita Slam, all right? You got a link there, but I can't click on it. But what I'll do is save it for later. I'll save it the flavor. Or let me see something here. I'll save it the flavor for later. All right, we also have, uh, who is this in here? Shout out to Jonathan T. Respect your grind. Pro-black, but facts are facts. Shout out to my pro-blacks out here. All right, people think I'm anti-black. I'm pro-black. I'm pro-everybody. But yeah, shout out to my brothers. And shout out to Navi. He says, Blue Chip, my favorite series. Keep it up, coach. And I said I'm going to try to do two Blue Chip streams a week, and I thought I would follow up the corporate jargon, the corporate level, as promised, with the entrepreneur, brutal truth of the entrepreneur lifestyle. Did I get PayPal? Um, 
I did. It looks like that that I caught up for PayPal at the moment. So that means let's get into the show. All right, let's get into the struggle. <laughs> up early in the morning. Topic number one, and these aren't long topics. Evening topics, I kind of get through the topics pretty quick. This topic says, and the hits keep on coming. TJ Holmes has proven CGA right once again. If you are a man of status, you either pay now or pay later. Anytime you have situations where your sexuality, especially as black men, your sexuality, um, you've been using it, slinging Johnson around the office, a.k.a. Emi Yudoka style. And then we've been telling you guys it ain't the good old days. You know, it might be the good old days for you guys that just have a job. But for career men, you got to be careful, especially in the corporate world. And so if you're going to be a pookie or if you're going to be a Tyrone at your job, you know, enjoy the fun while it lasts, especially when you're banging white women and sisters, you know, try Latinas next time. For some reason, they'll just cut you. Yeah, they'll just cut you, right? They ain't trying to embarrass you and drag you. Now I got to cut you. Here it is. Slanging Johnson is kind of going out of style, gentlemen. You got to be careful where you slang Johnson. Here it is. He was a predator who took full advantage of his position. It is all Jermaine Foles. It's always Jermaine Foles. TJ Holmes had an affair with the now. Here, here comes the other women. Here they come. Guys, where there's smoke, there's fire. Here comes the other women. Here they come. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Here they come. TJ Holmes had an affair with a 24-year-old ABC intern, 13 years his junior, after she sought him out as a mentor, and they had sex in the office. Go ahead, get it, get it, get it. Get it. <laughs> but here's the thing. They're talking about him being the seductor, but she was the seductress. You know what I mean? She was the temptress. We all know this, but this is reprehensible, guys. But look, listen, I can't change the laws. We can only change the laws in our mind, a.k.a. Mr. Palmer. We can only change the laws in our mind. If you think you're going to talk your way out of this, no bueno. But this all started when he was out there grabbing flatback booty of Amy Robot, cheating on his wife, cheating on. He was the, the wife was cheating on her husband. And then a couple of, and then another woman came out. She was like, I don't want to talk about it. And then guess what happened? Here comes another one. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Man, brothers. We need to learn from these things here. And we still arguing about who pays or not. <laughs> here it is right here. TJ Holmes engaged in an affair with the script coordinator, 13 years his junior. That's not that's not that big of a deal. Wait a minute. She was 24. Uh, Yeah, that's wait a minute. So this was a while back ago. This was a while back. This is, so now that's that's another story. Now, it was it was almost eight years ago. Eight years ago, bro. <laughs> what are we doing? Dude, find Johnson's. I mean, find peace leave somewhere else, please. If you're in the corporate world, find peace leave somewhere else. Ben, I've been there. Back in my day, you used to be able to get peace leave on the job. Mm. Not no more. He was 37. She was 24. Uh, I don't know. In normie world, maybe that's a big deal. <laughs> says right here. Uh, it says right here. Um, she reached out to him as a prospective mentor, but was left feeling uncomfortable and used after the relationship turned sexual. Oh, poor thing. Mm. Poor thing. Oh, I was used. I was uncomfortable. Ladies, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've never had an uncomfortable sexual experience, so I can't tell you. But it seems like 
when cheeks were getting clapped, I'm sure she was fine-tuned into what was going on. Sure, she was a volunteer. According to one well-placed source who spoke on a condition of anonymity, the affair with the then 24-year-old Jasmine Petaway took place in 2015 when Holmes had been married to his now estranged wife, Mary Lee, for five years. The source who knew Petaway well at the time said he was a predator who took full advantage of his position. And he was reckless. Okay, the last part was true. He was reckless. He was Lincoln Johnson like crazy. Well, there goes the young woman there. I mean, I don't know if that's the current picture or the picture she is now, but eh, not not impressed. I mean, she's she's cute, but uh, she doesn't look twenty four. By the way, women at twenty four know what they're doing anyway. Quote, it was Jasmine's first real job in television. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Hold on for a second. Here it comes. It was Jasmine's first real job in television. Like, they're trying to act like it was my first job. I was excited. I was excited to drop fries at McDonald's. Then the manager took advantage of me while I was on my work program at the high school. You know, that's what they're trying to make it sound like. She was a full volunteer. It was Jasmine's first real job in television, and it was a big deal for her. She was looking for a mentor. He was the only one there. <laughs> Wait. He was the only potential mentor. T.J. Holmes, the tall, strapping, light-skinned, wannabe Terrence Trent Darby and Gregory Abbott. This guy. There was nobody else she could have went to. <laughs> I mean, just listen. There's only victims. There's only, there's only volunteers, not victims. And she reached out to several people. Well, there it is. TJ was someone who was responsive, but he absolutely abused the position of trust. So there it is right there. She reached out to several people, but he stepped up and said, sign your name across my heart. And there he is with his wife. Sisters will never trust brothers again. Let me check out this wife, though. Let me check out this wife. You know, I'm not I'm not too much into this big ass smile. All, you know, these showing her teeth and all that gums all out. You know, look at this man. I mean, what's going on? Fake ass, smiling ass. She ain't bad. She ain't my type, but I'll smash it. I'll pick up. <laughs> At the time, Petaway and Holmes, who had joined the ABC News team in September 2014, were often on the same shift by design. The source said Holmes was someone who would grab drinks, and he and Jasmine started doing that. You must remember, he was a correspondent at the time, and he, and he's taking time to speak to her about work or whatever. Where was she at during the Me Too movement? Hmm. Where was she at during the Me Too movement? I mean, she had ample opportunity to come out. Maybe he wasn't a well-known name. She was like, ah, forget it. Says right here, I don't know how long they had been going on. They had been going on, but it got sexual. But I do know the first time it did, it was in his office. He was about to go on the air in a couple of hours. Like, what are these details? What are they trying to prove here? And so he got a couple of pieces of peace leave. Like, <laughs> but they were like, it's reprehensible. He's about to go on the air. Like, what are these details that they're putting in? They're trying to be like, oh, he was irresponsible. Man, you could clap cheeks in about 10 minutes, and especially an office romance. Because you know you be bubbling over. Office romance, you be bubbling over. You know what I mean? The anticipation, 
you've been you've been courting, you've been wooing the woman, you've been touching, you've been doing the old inconspicuous touches on the arm, brushing by the boobie. You know what I mean? You've been you've been already just percolating, but nuts boiling. You know what I mean? Nuts boiling, ready to go. You just percolating, you just ready to roar. It's one of them, you know what I mean? It's one of them, you finally get it. All that anticipation, all that secrecy, all that secret flirting. That's one of those, man. You sure get to her, man. You close that office door, clunk, clank. She look at you, you look at her, and you be like, let's get it on. Nuts boiling. As soon as you get it, you boom. She just dropped that neck. You ready to go. She grab her ankles right out. She just hike her skirt up. You drop the pants, pants hanging around your damn ankles. You just get... Five seconds, five seconds. Roar! Gone. Already just boom, rocket taking off. You already just ran. <laughs> right over the desk, bend over that desk, grab the hair back. You just. <laughs> you in and out, in and out, just a whoa. You just everywhere. You shooting up the whole ceiling. <laughs> You know, that high anticipation thing. And she was just lucky. And guess what? After they finished up, <laughs> he fixed his tie, put his suit on, said, sign my name across my heart. She went in. She put her dress back down. They was out there looking at each other. He was like, hi, I'm TJ Holmes. Welcome to ABC's Good Morning America. During my correspondence here from the hot dog stand. And she's behind them looking like. <laughs> they throwing looks at each other. <laughs> during the whole night she was a full-on volunteer this is reprehensible dude this is terrible look i ain't even know this y'all acting like she was like i'm just a virgin first time in a job oh this is an uncomfortable situation i don't perhaps know what to do with myself mm. let me take a look at this woman one more time man this is this is crazy look at this look look at this woman she know what she doing this, dude, we're trying to tell me we're, tell, we're trying to tell me that this woman didn't know what she was doing, bruh. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She was dropping that neck, dropping that neck. It's barbecue in there. Man, I'm tired of these people acting like, well, I just was a new person on the yacht. I didn't know we grabbed a couple of drinks. It was so innocent. He was telling me how to work, work in my career. And I'll be up one day. I'll be Amy Robach. So I could focus on my career. I'm just a virgin. I didn't know what to do. He told me to drop my neck. I didn't realize it. It was the first time I dropped neck in 50, 11 years. <laughs> man, I'm tired of these things. But look, man, y'all can believe what you, you guys in Topeka, Kansas can believe what you want to believe. This is actually just stupid. I know what's going on here. Oh, she yeah, sleeping her way to the top. She was like, perhaps if I get to drop my neck on him, perhaps I'll move up faster. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my goodness. This is just people will just get me going anyway. Somebody said not my girl. Anyway, enough about that crazy stuff. Yeah, I was just so naive. I didn't realize and it was uncomfortable. And I asked, are you sure you have a wife? You're married. None of that shit came up. But 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 you're married. <laughs> she didn't care. Anyway. 
Here we go. Second one right here. Speaking of playing the victim, uh, the the irony, the irony of the womanist movement, as we've been calling it, to disguise. This is a woman who, uh, you know, terminating parents' rights, specifically men's rights, is a major, major issue in our country. And here's another woman who's going to prove the hypocrisy of the feminist movement, parental rights, parents' rights, men's rights. For some reason, men's parent parental rights, nobody cares about. And you just skeet it in and, and t take up for your responsibility. People will try to terminate your damn parental rights without your damn consent. Nobody cares about that. And here's a feminist, of course, with this non-equal argument that men have to pay child support if, if the child is had by the woman. But if the woman can terminate her parental rights and there be no repercussions. This is an old episode of Jerry Springer before he became the Jerry Springer. We all know the tomfoolery. And let's go ahead and listen to it. Hey, I want to give the child up for adoption. Sure. Why can't a man? Because there is a child in the world and the mother's taking responsibility. No, but there, let's say the child, there's a child. Let me just stay with this for a second. There's a child born. Mm -hmm. The man impregnated the woman. The woman bore the child for nine months, carried the child for nine months. Now the child is born. The woman says, I don't want to pay for that child. I don't want to spend time with that child. I've got to get on with my college, with my life or something else. I'm not ready to have a child. And so I'm giving it up for adoption. Is a woman allowed to say that? Yes. Even though there's a child in the world Very saying, I don't want responsibility. Not be responsible. If a right. woman can say, I don't want responsibility, yeah. is a man allowed to say, I don't want responsibility? Not, I, I think not if the woman is keeping responsibility for the child, then I think the man has to have some responsibility, me. minimally. Oh, pardon me. You're, Why you're, don't you wait till I'm your, finished? Your sexism is showing. Hey, this is a real deal in our country. Women will block custody from a father. They will uh, send their kids up for adoption. They will have adoption. They will have a child against the father's wishes. The father will say, I don't want the kid. Or the father will say, I want the kid. And she'll say, I don't give a damn and put the kid up for adoption. Then they'll come back to you and say you were irresponsible. This shit is crazy, bro. These people are crazy. These feminists are out of their mind. They'll block you from seeing your kid and then go that the, they'll they'll go down at the pay office window. Okay, yep. No, 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 no. He gave up his rights. <laughs> He's like, well, sorry. Doesn't quite work that way. Doesn't quite work that way. Okay, the guy doesn't want the kid. I don't want the kid. Well, you're responsible. I want it. But on the other side, he doesn't get to say if she puts the kid up for adoption. Well, I'm going to put her up for adoption. I don't want it. And she can walk away like this. Matter of fact, she can have the baby drop it off at the fire department and wash her whole damn hands. Baby out there freezing. Nobody says anything. Everybody's like, yep, her body, her choice. I'm sorry. That baby was in my body first. That baby was in my body first before I shot that inside your body. No, it wasn't trash. I put it in your body for protection. Now it's here. But now why don't I get the right to decide if I want to be responsible for the kid? Now I'm of the position where I wouldn't even take it that far. But then when you tell me, you can give up responsibility, but the man can't. Now we got an argument. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. I thought we were about equality, but clearly we're not. So let's go ahead and play this again so you can hear it. Um, and I'm about fighting in this situation. Yes, I'm a fighter. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate all the time. I'm not going to let you get away with this bullshit. This is bullshit. Can a woman say, say, I want to give the child up for adoption? Sure. Why can't a man? 
because there is a child in the world and the mother's taking responsibility mm -hmm. no but for they, let's say the child there's a child let me just stay with this for a second there's a child born mm -hmm. the man impregnated the woman the woman bore the child for nine months carried the child for nine months now the child is born the woman says i don't want to pay for that child i don't want to spend time with that child I've got to get on with my college, with my life or something else. I'm not ready to have a child. And so I'm giving it up for adoption. Is a woman allowed to say that? Yes. Even though there's a child in the world right. saying, I don't want responsibility. Not be responsible. If a right. woman can say, I don't want responsibility, yeah. is a man allowed to say, I don't want responsibility? Not, I, I think not if the woman is keeping responsibility for the child, then I think the man has to have some responsibility, me. minimally. Oh, pardon me. You're, Why don't you're, you wait till I'm you're, Your sexism, is, your sexism is showing. My man said, your sexism is showing In indeed. But of course, women can't be misandrists and they're evil misandrists. Not only that, they're very hateful, spiteful misandrists. And then men, when they're trying to be honorable, they're painted as deadbeats. It's sad. We live in a sad world. We live in a sad world. Don't get me started. Hey, well, here we go right here. It says when the love goes or was never there. Remember, I've been telling you, man, people are like, what are you talking about? Women love and men don't love women love and you guys are the bitter hurt ones oh we got a great one this is a tweet from a knuckle dragger let's go ahead and show you this real quick this tweet comes from a woman i believe her name is doran let's read her tweet for all of you hopeless romantics out here been with my boyfriend for three years he's caring pays my rent he says right here he talks about marriage but truth is i have failed to love him plus He's not like my type because, but cause, because, but cause he has a good heart. I decided to start a relationship with him, but now I want to end this relationship. Please advise me. Yo, <laughs> what do I be telling y'all guys? Listen, there's some very toxic women out here, man. And then when we talk about toxic women, every women jump on. They're like, what are you guys talking about? Where are you meeting these women? Dude, there's dudes getting used and abused. I tell you all the time, a woman will live up under you as long as you're paying. They will love opportunistically. And then when they fall out of love, they'll sit right up under you like a parasite and suck and leech off of you. And they have no intentions of following through with anything, not even a marriage. Did you see that? They'll let, dude. And this dude is doing what? Paying. Oh, he's getting it for free. He's getting burning desire. He's getting her soul. She lives with him. They must love each other. This is why I also told you, don't ever look at a couple in, in, the, in the street. I know guys that go outside and they see people that are couples in relationships. And you're like, wait, what, what am I missing out on? Guys, many times you're not missing out on shit. <laughs> right? There's some people that are just incapable of living life without leeching off someone. And there are some sucker for love ninjas. Both of these two people are losers. And you think you're somewhat, oh, I'm losing. I don't have a relationship. No, these two are codependent losers many times. Not all times, but many times. She's sitting right up under him, leeching, not for one year, not for two years, but for three years. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Many times you will find out your relationship been over. It's been over for a long time. And she has been waiting for her exit plan. She's in her exit plan right now. Wow. Eesh. Boy, what a reality check. What a reality check, man. That's what you guys have to look forward to. And you got to do your vetting.
This woman said three years. Man. Last one, and then we'll get to the uh, Super Chats. We're going to go into the Passport Bros. Austin Hollerman, we talked about him. I might have misspelled his name. Now he's drawn mainstream attention. And it seems like the mainstream is fighting unfair as well. They have dragged him. They have they have dragged him on as a subject, but they didn't bring him on the show. They didn't give him an opportunity to speak. I don't know if they reached out to him. We've reached out to him, but no comment. I haven't watched the whole video, so we're going to watch it together. But the Passport Bros, as you've been hearing about the last few months, has hit the mainstream. On Houston's Fox 26, as you can see here, Houston's Fox 26, Isaiah Factor uncensored. And Austin Hollerman not only made the Brazilian news, the ninja made the news in America. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be interesting. Man, uh, in terms of the Manosphere Crimson Capsule, they they are targeting this space, if you will. Let's play it. Fair use. And welcome back. Uh oh, the brother we were talking about this morning is here. All right, shout out to him. Man, I thought that was on um, fast speed. Let's go ahead and play it. To the factor uncensored is sex in your travel itinerary? It's one of the travel goals for a community called the Passport Bros. Oh man, this ain't good. <laughs> this ain't good. Y'all brothers need to take your hashtags off. Boy, MGTOW didn't even go down this fast. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think it's going down, but what I'm saying is this is this is not good. Meaning brothers. It's a traveling community of upwardly mobile black men. Okay. Some are accused of going around the world searching for a more traditional and submissive wife. But is it all about sex and just a girlfriend for hire and then return home to humiliate black women in America? Oh, my Lord Jesus. Shush. See, here's the thing about this. This is this is somewhat I, I listen, I get it. What you guys got to understand, this is what you guys got to understand. When it comes to how the media is going to perceive you, they're going to tell the story for you. This is why it's important that you tell your own story um, and have your own audience, because once again, the normies, the NPCs, all the women, the black women in Houston, they're going to only look at this. But this dude says to return back and humiliate black women. Now, is he 100 percent wrong on that one? Meaning, is it false? No, you can find videos where they that that is the perceived motive of the video. I'm sure black women don't do this. Black women don't do that. Or American women. I've heard people use Western or American women. Not only that, I've known men to travel for um, the pleasures of desi- the desires being fulfilled for other women for by other women that they may perceive as their choice. You might like women that are Thai, like you like Thailand, like you like Thai women, or you like Latina women, or you like Hawaiian women. You like women from Tahiti. You like white women in Europe. I mean, people have been doing this forever. Not only people, white men, men of all races, and not only that, we showed you that women have been doing this overwhelmingly with the what? The the island boys, women from Europe, women from America, the Caribbeans going to Jamaica. Any woman that's going to Jamaica, if she was single, she was getting her back blown out by who? The Rasta boys. So I find this interesting. Of course, then you have the old the old uh, Stella got a groove back. So this is actually a reprehensible uh, representation of why only black men, why only black men particularly are being target targeted. 
Why are black men in particular being targeted? There was a time, though, white men were being targeted for mail order brides, mail order brides, and for uh, going to Thailand and messing with extremely young women. All right. So that has been, that probably was about, I want to say a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago. So it's just black men's turn right now. White men had the thing about Thailand. They got exposed about Thailand a long time ago, too. So let's go ahead and continue. Here we go. Here we go. That's the controversy that we're dealing with. One of its members, Austin Holman, is apologizing for comments that he made about Brazilian women. Take oh, so the brother said, because ninjas can't keep their mouth shut and enjoy their travels. Well, with, with all due respect, we'll be, we'll be fair here. He's right. So there, there is an accountability for that, too. Of course, there's everybody in the manosphere has some segment of doing something which the mainstream would not appreciate, thus opening yourself up for mainstream interpretation. I'll give you an example, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate's going through, through that right now, and he's half ninja, so there you go. But we typically are trying to do something to avoid marriage, so we're all using a strategy that if you think about it, all of it can be considered or misconstrued as manipulation. For instance, if you're a player or you're doing the ism or you're running game or you're uh, pay for play or your travel bros or your dominant game might like I'm going to dominate you. It's all if the normies get a hold of any of these things, it'll all be up into mainstream interpretation. Let's continue. Take a listen. What I meant by when I said that Brazilian women are easy and I shouldn't use the word easy. I know that now. I know that now. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is for a man that's well-mannered, well-dressed, that has put in the effort to to raise himself, he will have an easier time in Brazil as opposed to where I was from. That wasn't always the case. Not only that, MGTOW, going your own way, can be interpreted as some sort of radical, revolutionary thing. So monk mode can, could be considered you being incel. So they kind of got everybody by the balls with this so-called manosphere with everybody. Oh, we're just going to do this and avoid the bullshit. No, uh, they're not going to let you avoid the bullshit. That's just the reality of it. They're not letting you. They ain't letting you go your own way. They're not letting you just drop out. They're not letting you go passport. They're not letting you go pay for play. They're not letting you pimp hoes and go ism. They're not letting you traffic girls for profit. Huh? They're not letting y'all do that. And here this ninja is on the news, bro. Mm. Oh, man. He ain't on the news. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. This dude on the new. Can you believe this shit? Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and not only that, they got his apologize video. <laughs> oh, man. Likey, likey, man. Like the stream, my Lord. Austin, did you, Austin, did you think you'd be on the news? You didn't see that shit coming. Hey, if you want to be, if you want to be, um, if you want to be a content creator, don't do Manosphere material at this point. Lord have mercy. They got his ass shuffling. Both American and women around the world are speaking out against the passport bros, arguing these guys are using their status to take advantage of women and even calling it a form of sex tourism and sex trafficking. Oh. Let's talk about it. Communication Yo, specialist. For I, I told you, didn't I say this last week that they're going to call it sex trafficking? I said, dude, first of all, Let's put this out there. And I'm not I'm not I'm not telling you anything that is not known. Some of these places, it's legal 
Some of these places, it's legal to do this. It's legal. Not only that, it's what people have been doing. However, women have been selling themselves unashamedly the last four years in America and abroad. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man, they don't want you to they don't want you to win, brothers. You can't win. Y'all let y'all got to really move. You got to you got whatever you're doing out here when they, in regards to women. The culture dominant psychic network. I just said this. Go back to that stream where I said passport bros is sex traffic. They're now calling it trafficking now. Look, whatever you're doing. You need whatever you're doing with women. Don't say it. Don't talk about it. Hey, don't prove receipts. Don't do nothing. Don't even talk about you slaying nothing, especially on the normal airways. This is. But of course, I think the passport bros is like, we're going to move and find traditional women. So they want to broadcast it. But I think the movement's going to survive. I don't think the or whatever it is, the philosophy is going to survive. It'll be fine. But this ain't a good look. Rachel Pat and Rochelle Gemini both. Look at this here. Look at this. So where is Austin Holloman in this interview? All right. They already played his little clip, but this is who they brought up. <laughs> oh, no, man. Look at this, man. This is who they brought up to represent the other side of the argument. And they ready. They ready to throw salt all in the game. Perhaps I'm sure they're not going to defend Mr. Holloman here. I'm going to tell you what they look like. All right, hold on for a second. Let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can do this without uh, showing my background. Let me see here. <laughs> you know what they look like? Let me see here. I can't help but think of this meme right here. Let me see something. I can't help but let me. Oh, I'm, I thought I was sharing it. This is the meme that I was thinking about right here. This is the meme right here. They can't wait. They salty as hell. They can't wait to talk about this shit right here. Meanwhile, they done sold themselves 10 times for it. Many of them have been in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Many of them had to get their rent paid. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Man. <laughs> let me see here. At podium. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they look like right here. This is what they really remind me of right here. Look. Hey, uh, Black one, we need a couple of people to represent the other side of the argument and talk about how the negative aspects of the passport bros. Any women ready to speak up? And women ran up there. They was like this here. <laughs> anybody have anything? Uh, Tata Alicia's, Shaquisha, anybody feel offended by passport bro? Anybody want to come up and talk? They ran up to the podium like. <laughs> goodness that's what they look like sitting there i'm ready to say my side i'm sure they're not going to support his argument so let's go ahead and get to it let's get to the salt let's get to the salt top Alicia and shaquisha what y'all got to say look at her look at her she's just beaming with pride mm -hmm. girl i gotta tell my side tattoo all she's the she's the she's the 
actual image of what Austin and Passport Bros are trying to avoid. Look at this slit in her man. Let me stop. She she's everything. She embodies everything. Why dudes are getting a passport? <laughs> the smirk, the attitude, the big hoop earrings, at least two pair. She's literally what the dudes are trying to avoid, and she wanna. I wanna speak my piece, and she went right back to her damn apartment with Captain Crunch crumbs all over the floor. And I guarantee you, she got at least two da two baby daddies. This is just me prejudging. Let's continue. For here on the Factor Uncensored, we were supposed to do this last week. We're doing it this week. Mm -hmm. You have done a lot of research. When you think about and what you've heard about Passport Bros, your opinion on this so-called group. Let me tell you, they weren't even on my radar. You brought it up to me, and then I saw it, and I was just like, oh, that's cute. You know, guys go and get their passports. My son just got his passport last week. He's nine. So that Looking at the fingers, there's no wedding ring. My son, single mom, perhaps? No doubt. Let's continue. Cool, passport brothers. That's what's up. Then I start doing the research, and I'm like, wait a minute. Because I grew up, you know, with two-parent household. My parents still happily married. I grew up in love. Some people. Oh, uh, here we go. What about you? Are you happily married? You talk about I grew up in love in a two-parent household. And that's you. Did you carry before you married? Yes, you did. But that's neither here nor there. I had real love. But two baby daddies. People grew up in survival mode. And maybe mm -hmm. they just in a whole nother dimension of trying to find love or trying to find easy situations and everything. But at the same time, it was like, why do you have to put down the thing that you don't like in front of everybody. Which I agree with. I agree with. I typically don't say one race. of. I, this is my philosophy. I don't say one race of women is above the other. Uh, I know people might think that because you're hypersensitive. But I go in on just about everybody. I leave no one room for error. All right. And if you don't think so, just think of, you know, people are like, no, you don't. I literally have a whole nickname for Kaylee's. And a whole long back, flat back. I have a whole thing for Ling Ling, my Filipino nurse. I have Gordon Vitas. We I talk about everybody. I talk about the Ruskin Vavavoom, Ruskin Natasha. All right. The Indian women, perhaps I can go. You think I can? Yeah, you know, I do. I be hitting everybody. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it with CGA. All right. So anyway. Just to get the thing that you do want. I don't care. Look, that yeah, Master Splinter. Master Splinter with Plain Janes. Come on, man in America putting yeah. them down for women who may be of color in another country. Right. That want to be a little be more... also submissive exactly. to them. Exactly. But also paid prostitution in that's... many cases. And that's what they're covering up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, hey, you know. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And that's what they're covering up. Of course they're covering it up. I mean, why would you go out there and say you do something like that? I, I don't do anything like that. I don't support prostitutes. I don't pick up girls on the corner. Now, somebody need they rent paid. I'll help out. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I'm, I'm a good guy like that. That's part of a relationship. I mean, that's what you would do if you were in a relationship with someone. But anyway, this woman. Let's play it. And you can tell that, by the way, that what's his name? Austin? Mm -hmm. was talking because I saw the other videos of him going like, hey, you would have uh, <laughs> sexual intercourse with me tonight, right? And she's saying, yes. They about to really get a lick on him. That's what's really about to happen. Because I also saw, also saw some of the women from overseas saying, yeah, we're just trying to get a lick. You know, they also came out saying, we, we know these passport bros. They not new. 
Wait, 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 wait. I, see, this is where the argument gets disingenuous. I'm asking when a woman says you have to pay for three dates, when a woman says you have to meet me for dinner, like when they say you have to put money on the line, when they say you have to make six figures, I, I'm just I'm just playing the devil's advocate. When they say you must be economically attractive, when they say these things, what are you talking about a lick? When we talk about finances, buy me a Birkin bag. Um, when they talk about, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just thoroughly confused as to what qualifies as pay and what doesn't. Like, this is, I, I how do we distinguish the two? You guys actually will say, well, this is fair. Three dinners, three dinners, sex after 90 days, fair. After he's financially contributed, fair. Foul. No, he paid directly. What do we, yeah, they getting flown out. It's, yeah, spoil me, spoil me. I'm a princess. I know my worth. Wait, 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 wait. I know my worth. That's literally a monetary quantification there. You have a worth, meaning I know my price. I know what I would sell myself for. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's let's continue here. The hypocrisy is glowing here. Mm -hmm. So essentially, they're, they're chumps themselves. Yes. They're simply John <laughs> on the streets of America. They might be they might be some that might be actually looking for love that can't find it maybe in America. But and you, you, and you right. didn't and you didn't let so. some it, you didn't let some rotten apples into y'all group and y'all need to call the ones out that's not doing it correctly. Because baby, we're not just in America. You can claim wherever you want to be anytime. I don't care. Get a passport. Go find your love. But at the same time, don't put down us just because you feel like you've had some rejection. Deal with rejection. Heal. Go do your thing. We don't Okay, so, okay. All right, so she says, if you're looking for love, it's okay. If you're looking for love, in their interpretation, which is not the interpretation of the people over where these guys are going, they not they be looking for money. I don't know. But she's determining. She's met. She's, she's, um, She's setting the standard for the male. Right? She's also using your bitter, your hurt. Why do people believe? Because if we can't call you 304s and you can be sexually promiscuous and you can have another man's child, we can't set standards for you, but you can set standards for men. Continuing here. Why are they showing this Kaylee right here? Care. And of course, we're not talking about all individuals who may travel out of the country. But, Priscilla, for those who may be taking advantage of women out there and then trying to humiliate black women in America, your that's, thoughts about that? That's what it's really about. I think it's really, really sad. Mm. Oh, now it's sad. Oh, no. <laughs> it's sad. You know what's sad? 80% single mother rate in the black community. You know what's sad? The least married, most divorced in the black community. You know what's sad? The broken homes in the community. That's sad. That's that's the true testimony of sad. What these brothers are doing is their own personal choice. Some can consider it sad. Some are actually actually fine with it. What particular some passport pookies might do is somewhat reprehensible to me. I think it's despicable, especially if you're broadcasting it and showing videos of the girls and, uh, you know, and, and treating them as subpar human being. Yeah. Walking around filming them and yeah, and not really knowing that yes, you're paid for playing over there. Sometimes you're paid for playing and you're gonna find a little extra in their pants. Let's continue. 
Mm. Like I look at them and I almost want to pity them, but then I don't because there's a level of ignorance um, that's deplorable. <laughs> Go ahead and use that word today. I think that um, they are taking advantage, at least for, from what they project themselves to be as a group, they're taking advantage of gender gaps and economic opportunities that are not there in these other countries that are present mm. for us in, in America. I'm sorry, what? Wait, 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 wait. They're taking advantage. Wait a minute. I got to hear what she's talking about. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait, wait what? Um, that's deplorable. <laughs> Go ahead and use that word today. I think that um, they are taking advantage, at least from for what they project themselves to be as a group. They're taking advantage of gender gaps and economic opportunities that are not there. In I'm sorry, what? I don't, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what this means. They're taking advantage of gender gaps gender gaps and economic opportunities that are not there. <laughs> I don't know. She must be new to this. That's kind of what America separates America for not. So you're saying they're taking advantage of these women, but what do women do here in America? That's my question, but I'm not going to do that because that's not fair. I don't know what this point is. You're taking advantage of gender. I know what she's trying to say. They don't, they're poor and you're going over there is an advantage for them. That advantages them. What part of how was that wrong? I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with that. Because you're helping an individual raise their standard of living. If I go over there, I raise their standard of living. I don't know. In these other countries that are present hmm. for us in in America, mm -hmm. in the states, in Canada, in Scandinavia, all over the Scandinavia? world. Scandinavia, Scandinavia, <laughs> Scandinavia. I mean, I listen. I know there's technical terms for regions. It's been a long time since I heard Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Is that even a term? I mean, is that even a, is that a racial slur now? Scandinavia? All right, hold on for a second. Shout out to everybody in Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Oh lord. All right, let's get I know there's a technical it, it is, but when was the last time we said Scandinavia? The last time we said Scandinavia was when we said the USSR. <laughs> All right, let's continue. And not even not even thinking back to the history of why are women and people made to be so independent in this country today? I think there's so so many factors that they shove to the side for their preferences and trying to deem it a movement, which is so disappointing to hear. The civil rights movement was a movement. Facts. Facts. <laughs> you know, anti-apartheid movement was a movement. So I'm thinking of passport bros, like this is a shame. You could really take advantage of your opportunity to educate people on how to get a passport. Wow. To go. A I, I think that's what they've done, but continuing. Overseas, travel the world and to learn and Do not business. just make it be about sex. And the fact that now you're putting this stigma on people and black people in America that that is literally mushing us down. I hate that I said mushing couldn't find a better word right there. <laughs> right. But like bringing us down. Means. Right. They they all know. They know. Um, well, like Scandinavia and Oriental at this point. But uh, let's continue here. I don't. But what does that but do for really our perspective? Quick, talk so some of them, some of them, not all of them, mm -hmm. talk so badly about black women and he's stuck on that right this dude's stuck on this one i you know he's trying to drum up the controversy and get them that get a talking point 
Yes, I mean, they do talk bad about black women. I, I think that's definitely something that has been said and 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 um, must be dealt with. I'm saying, is it a criticism or is it them talking bad about them? The criticism has been no secret. People have been using the same sort of criticism as a long time and no adjustment has been made, right? So uh, isn't it time to address the criticism as opposed to saying it's sad? Maybe there's something there to the criticism in America saying you guys are too bossy you're too much you're not feminine enough uh -huh. for them yeah I think that that sounds a lot to me like um insecurities and the inability to seek what you want uh -huh. with what they never gonna get it they never gonna get it they never gonna get it and here's the, the funny thing the statistics tell us this group is suffering significantly from lack of people in this community pairing together through marriage and child raising. It is always the man who's insecure, bitter, hurt. They never adjust to you. But of course, brief false law tells you they set the tone, but they're the least married and most divorced. This criticism will never go away because it is a fact. Now, if you want to say whose fault it is, have at it. Have at it. But for some reason, not only are black men avoiding statistically black women, the majority of the country in America is avoiding them. Least selected on dating apps. Most likely to be a single mother. I mean, what are we doing here? There's They're not addressing their issues, but they always put it back on the guys who find a solution to avoid them. And I wish that wasn't the case, but that's the truth. Well, preach, sister girl. Let's play that part again. Did you hear that? You're not feminine enough for them. That's up to that's not, that's subjective, but it is somewhat true. It is pretty much true. I think that that sounds a lot to me like um, insecurities and the inability to seek what you want wow. with what you have. <laughs> this is crazy, bro. Where you are. That's what I really think about that. It, I didn't mean that was a word salad. It's about inability to find what you want, what you have, when you have, uh, essentially how much money you have. She's criticizing these men for being broke. She basically said broke and dusty. But of course, these broke, dusty ninjas went over there and took their butt over to Scandinavia and somehow found what they wanted to find. Easier, according to them. It almost, it almost disgusts me and it's borderline gaslighting to sit here and treat American women, American black women, and, and try to shut us down because we may be educated or-, or Oh my God, oh, we're intimidated, not the intimidation. Oh, not the educated, not the educated. I graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. Not that educated. Have the ability to obtain certain finances and social status that were not in other countries. And you attract. It's a shame. What you put out there, too. It's a shame. All right. Like, don't you put that on that. us. Yeah, don't put that on us. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Yeah, it ain't our fault. It ain't our fault. It's your fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I'm pretty sure what's coming up next on this one right here, this ninja head is going to say, if you're from Thailand, Colombia, Brazil, and you've been victimized by passport bros, that's going to be the next segment. They're going to be like, call 1-900-909-EAT-SHIT. All right, that's what is it. Thanks for joining us here on The Factor on Sense. It's still ahead on the. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, as much as I would like to think that that's a, that was a pretty dumb segment, it was a lot of chicken bock. That was dumb. <laughs>
I think the image of the Passport Bros is being told by the NPCs. And that's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out, right? They're going to have to figure out how to adjust and adapt to this. I do believe, and I'm looking to travel here in the next, uh, in this year. I do believe that there is going to be a lot of people that look at you differently as a black male when you travel. So that's going to be the truth. That that shouldn't sway you away from traveling, but that's just what it is. So be prepared for that. Um, a lot of people will assume you're going for sex tourism. Uh, just as everybody else on the plane, women and men are, but they're going to really just cast that aspersion on the you. Oh, you're going specifically for that. We're going to have to watch you. Um, so people might hit you with that ignorance when you're going on an international flight, especially if you're with a black black woman's on the plane. They're going to say, I bet you you're going for, they're going to do that stuff. And it is what it is. So you just got to anticipate that. Let's get to the Super Chats contributions. Sad, sad times, man. Shout out to the war more. Yeah, I believe her. She's been tied up in these streets. Genetic Freak says, how's it going? W says, coach, ain't aren't the passport hair weaves? Uh, they, wait, coach, aren't they passport hair weaves? He says, they're wearing the true exploitation. Oh, man. I didn't think about that, but yes. All right. So then passport hair weaves. Oh, man, we don't want to talk about that. Yo, they going to call the humanity. Yeah, they don't want to talk about it. I'm going to put it back up on the screen. Yes. Their hair weaves are passports. Them bundles are passports and them wigs, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a good point. And he also says, W says, they didn't even put the porta potty thotties on the news. And they didn't. They didn't even put anybody. Yes, yes. What about the women? What about the Dubai porta potty women? They go over there and they get paid. They come back them Instagram models. I mean, listen, I don't like to do that, though. When they when somebody makes an argument, I try to want to address the argument instead of saying, what about when and I don't like to do that because I want to address the argument head on. But of course, they're not being fair. Miller says paying my dues for the knowledge coach. Thank you. We're about to get into the um, the main topic, which is entrepreneurship. We're going to hit you all for about 45 minutes on that one. Sheldon says, but they don't they didn't have a problem with the show wild on E. Or spring break, spring break on all these trips to Cancun and all of these spring break trips. They didn't have a problem with that. Craig, Craig Coleman says, what about the IG models who get flown out? What about it? It ain't fair. What about them? What about them? Who's taking advantage of the IG models that get flown out, go to Dubai, all over the country? What about that? Are they taking advantage? You see the double standards here. Shelby, NYC, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. Help me get around child support. <laughs> yeah, we might talk about that. Hey, oh, the humanity. one of the things that happens if you are an entrepreneur, it's very difficult for them NPCs at child support and in, in, in the courts to really determine. I'm, we're going to get to that. They, it's tough for them to determine what your income is. Unfortunately, as an entrepreneur, many times you won't know what your income is, you know, because you, you don't calculate your income like you would. Like normal people would calculate their income. It's very tough. We'll we'll get to that subject matter. Uh, so then people say he accuse you of hiding money, and you're like, because you you know when you're an entrepreneur, you don't you don't you don't save money. You know your your money that you make you reinvest. It's reinvested, and then typically you save for a rainy day, because you could not get paid for six months as an entrepreneur. So then they'll be like, well, you're hiding. Well, as an entrepreneur, you can't just be like, okay, here's all my emergency fund, and here's the money I'm reinvesting into my business, <laughs> and put that on the line, and then they chop at it. Then you can't build your business. 
So it's kind of a weird thing. But normies don't look at it like that because only normies use child support as a means to extract uh, uh, extract revenge on baby daddies. Oh, Aaron, Aaron says, Aaron C says, uh, I consider myself a digital nomad and a passport, bro. The women haters only come from men. They can bully. I make over 30 K a month. God damn. And I'm attractive. Hello. Shout out to you. Only reason I date overseas is because the laws in America are worse than the women. He says, I want, he says, I want them to pick on me so I can embarrass them. So, yeah, what you're, I think what you're saying is the passport pookie guys, what people call the passport pookies, they're the ones getting dragged. But for you, sir, you're saying you're not getting dragged because you have the value. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, I can see that makes sense. All right, so we have, let me see here. Who was that? Somebody, uh-oh, sugar babies in here. Sugar babies in here trying to get that bag. Hey, wait, 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 Did you just offer him? Ma'am, did you just offer this man as we just talked about sex tourism, trafficking? Did you just traffic yourself on my stream? Be careful on my stream. You just trafficked yourself trying to set this man up. You got to watch out, man. It's about love. I thought it was about love. I thought it was about love. Celibates out here trying to get their rent paid. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> Rent due. And these girls trying to get yeah, out of their bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Man, man, man. Shout out to the deity complex. I love that. I have a deity complex. He says, peace to the gods. Your 5% attribute is see God Allah. <laughs> don't, don't do that to me, sir. You already know I have a God complex. Shout out to the 5% and peace to the gods of the earth. Man, let me write that shit down. You see what he did there? He said, uh, see God Allah, CGA. That's a new nickname. Hold on. I ain't even done reading this chat. I got to put that in there. Is see God Allah in the building. Holy shit. I'm riding that. <laughs> hey, if I ever have to go under some sort of missing anonymity, right? Right. You can be like, what happened to CGA? He disappeared from YouTube. You're going to look me up under See God Allah. Hello. <laughs> the Supreme Bling, the black man of Asia, also known by his people, <laughs> Muslims and Muslim sons. Mm. I can't even move on with the show. <laughs> I'm trying to read his super chat, but I'm sitting here. Hello. See God Allah is here. All right, hold on for a second. All right, here we go. Mathematics. The deity complex says, peace to the gods. Your 5% attribute is see God Allah. One of the many jewels that gets overlooked with those who have the 5% perspective is that we are not pro-black or not anti-white. We are our pro-righteousness and anti-devilishment wickedness. Peace to the whole coach gang. Holy moly, I won't get any sleep over this shit. Now that might be a tattoo. I don't, I don't put tattoos on, but I'm Jesus. Dude, don't do that to me, man. Peace to the gods. Anyway, <laughs> this is terrible. Oh my gosh, this dude got me tripping. Yeah, they're gonna be on me, brother. They're gonna be on me. They're gonna be on me now, man. I can't come down from that. 
I'm going to be everywhere talking about that. Shout out to Jose says Facebook, Instagram may lift bands on bare breasts. This is all right, but only for trans and non-binary. Yes, I talked about that earlier. He says, bring the asteroid. Um, I want to know what what does non-binary actually mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know what it means, but I don't know what. Let me see here. Non-binary. What is the definition of a non-binary? Because women are going to be non-binary. Okay. Uh, non-binary. What does that mean? Having, denoting, having, or relating to a gender identity that does not conform to traditional binary beliefs about gender, which indicates that all individuals are exclusively either male or female. I'm still confused. I don't know what that should mean. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Non-binary is an umbrella term to describe any gender identity that does not fit into the gender identity of both male or female. I don't know. So with that being said, a lot of Instagram models will definitely be non-binary. That, that's going to just drive up the percent, percentage of people who identify as non-binary just on Instagram thoughting. And with that being said, we got full women going to be stripping on Instagram. Nothing. They want to talk about passport bros. A.D. Austin, but BWs have the terrorists. Wait a minute. B, wait, B, but the BWs are having the terrorists who are running our society foreign women aren't but best to avoid the train wreck i don't know if you meant having i want to say that i don't know that's das token what do you i don't know what that meant but anyway das token and shout out to let me see if i can say your name it is passport bro for life mr clark a clark says what about the passport those that travel to get their bodies done for $500 and die a few weeks later, or the women that go to Ghana or Jamaica for poor men to worship them. I live in the DR and no BWs down here simping over Dominican men with their wallet, passport bros for life. Guys, it don't actually see for many men. The, the game is rigged. They're trying to participate. They're trying to make adjustments and uh, there's always going to be a policing specifically for black men. I mean, this is just, it's without a doubt. They always like the police brothers. We got uh, Macaroni Tony. He says, gents, don't lose weight. Get brolic just for the 304s. Don't do it just for that. Take it from me. I'm completely transformed my body. Yet the Juco hardly notice. It's the gym bros that compliment me the most. That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah. It's good to have a good physique, but it's not everything for women it's nice for a couple women it's kind of like what they do they'll have a phase where they like fit dudes like that then they'll phase out of that albert ingram so women got got uh women get make only fans i don't know what that means so women make only fans but i think you mean get to so women get to make only fans but men can't go overseas and get women where's the equality no government name this is uh our brother the Working Man Podcast. He says, CGI, I guess the jig is up for the Passport Bros months ago. I was leaving my condo and walked past a brother playing on a, one of his videos full blast. The word is spreading. The word is spreading. Shout out to El, F El Jefe. Shout out to the Coach Gang, the GOAT, CGA, and all my brothers. We here. And then the last couple of Super Chats, and we're going to get into the um, entrepreneur talk. Harold L. says, I had this wrong, and I had this wrong in codependent BW. She's a known Holland Tunnel survivor from my high school. 
and he says, try me effing nausea. He says, put a side-by-side of Tyra Banks with and without makeup. You'll understand my seething rage. Okay. I think I'm missing some context there, but appreciate you for that. Let's see here. Let's get into the brutal truth of entrepreneurship. Hey, we talked about corporate work. And for anybody that knows, I'm not an entrepreneur. I actually lost my job during COVID. I had a business during COVID. My business was greatly affected during the COVID uh, thing. And it forced me to pivot into another business, which was YouTube and content creation. Unfortunately, I've been demonetized for a significant amount of time, and it's been hard for me to find ways to earn money. I lost my job during the boat accident as well. And I also have had to take donations donations from individuals to help me support cases uh, that may be pending or not pending against me because, you know, when you're divorced and uh, you're dealing with brokies, uh, people tend to target you when they sniff a little bit of money. So as that being said, as a former entrepreneur and now unemployed individual, this is for entertainment purposes only as I'm trying to enter the entertainment business the hard way. <laughs> All right. So it just happens, you know, so this is for entertainment purposes only. Been struggling for quite a long time and really can't find my path here. But I'll find it over time, and that's going to be a one. But what I've learned as an entrepreneur and self-employed individual since 2012, before my business was ramshackled and ravaged by the C-19 layoffs and closures of gyms, lost clientele and all of that, it was really, really bad. I was really, really struggling to find things to do. Okay. With that being said, entrepreneurship. A lot of people tell men to start businesses. And a lot of men say, well, you know, this start business thing is getting out of hand, right? And what happens is men get excited when they start a business and it works or it somewhat works kind of decent. You know what I mean? Like it starts working for the men kind of decent. And then they tell men, hey, your path to freedom, your path to uh, financial freedom is through entrepreneurship. It is through self-employment. It is through investment. It is through all these things. Now, some people just aren't going to be business people. And some people will try. Now, the marriage rate probably is more successful than starting a business. We'll say that. But the thing that is underestimated with entrepreneurship is that many times you might start your first business and it fails, which it probably will. But the learning experiences help you with your second and third business. But let's get into the truths about entrepreneurship and we'll give you the good, bad and the ugly. I'm going to start off with this meme right here, just so you can see. There is a little bite back for people who are telling you, hey, you need to start a business. And the truth is not everybody can start a business. As this man's uh, exhibiting here, every man is not called to start a business. But every man is called to have ownership in something that provides for his family. You're not inadequate because you, quote, don't have your own business, bro. And he says right here, don't let social media cap get to you. And this is true. Not everybody that is an entrepreneur is a winning entrepreneur. A lot of entrepreneurs are making critical sacrifices, but we'll talk about it. You don't need to own the river to have streams. Okay. And he also said, entrepreneurship is not easy and it no longer wait. And I'll no longer take or be a part of influencing it like it is a walk in the park. And that is true. Entrepreneurship is very, very difficult. There's a 97% chance you'll fail due to a ton of reasons. Yes, very much a ton of reasons, particularly people clamoring at your pockets, believing that even if you are successful, you have excess money. You don't. We'll talk about 
being comfortable as an entrepreneur in a minute. But that doesn't mean you can't learn trades, buy a home, invest in the stock market, and have life insurance, etc. And he also says he's got a lot to say. As men, we are responsible for passing down generational wealth. I don't know if I want to go into that. These are, by the way, one of the easiest ways to leave generational wealth is life insurance. Of course, this is a blue chip mindset. I don't know if I'll go into, into all that. And he says, and I'll say this off by saying, and I'll end this off by saying, one of your best resources as a man is being confident in your identity. If you're a lost soul, you'll let the world define who you are and be a puppeteer to your actions when you know yourself. You move how you want to move, period. Shout out to him. And listen, I don't disagree with that. I know a lot of people will say, start a business, start a business. I say that. One of your paths to financial freedom, starting a business. But I also say life insurance, owning real estate, not homes, real estate. But homes can be a pathway as well. But homes aren't just real estate. Real estate is not just homes. Real estate can be purchased in a variety of ways that don't handcuff you like potentially a single family home might handcuff you. So let's get to the story here. The brutal truth of entrepreneurship. And um, let me see. I'm pulling up my notes here. My notes. Here's the thing. One of the first things I always tell people when it comes to entrepreneur is the idea of trading time for money goes away. Trading time for money goes away. So if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sorry, if you're a corporate person or a, a blue collar person, you're used to trading time for money. So you say, I make certain dollars, certain amount of dollars per hour. And then if you never change that, you always will determine your worth by what the rest of the world determines. Hey, if you do this job, it's worth this pound amount per hour. And a lot of people will take this path. And I call it the path of least resistance. Because it's one of the easiest ways you can barter and trade for resources, time for money. And this is why I tell you, money, energy, attention, and time. These are valuable assets. However, when you shift to entrepreneurship, when you shift to self-employment, when you shift to a business owner, you have to change your mindset completely on how you um, access resources. It is no longer time for money. You can't determine what an entrepreneur makes per hour. You can barely determine what they make per month or per year. This is the problem, and this is one of the things that you can get around with child support, and this is also a thing that is a problem for the child support system because an entrepreneur, self-employed person, what do you make a year? I don't know. What do you make a month? Who knows? What do you make an hour? I don't know. You can't really determine it because of this. And take notes. As an entrepreneur or a business owner, you get paid for producing, not for showing up. Not for showing up. You don't get paid to show up. You don't get paid to report to duty. You get paid for production. You produce, you get paid. You kill, you eat. You don't kill, you don't eat. You don't produce, you don't eat. See, that's kind of how it works. So the whole time for money, what you make a month, what you make a year is almost irrelevant because it depends on what business you're doing, what your overhead is, your capacity, your employees, if you're self-employed, how much tax you pay, your tax bracket. You really can't tell. And the reality is if you broke down what an entrepreneur, entrepreneur makes per hour, it's probably like $2 an hour. It's probably $2 an hour, right? I don't care how much money you make, how much, how much you get paid per hour. I'm working all the time. I'm working all the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not only working all the time, I'm thinking all the time. And I'm also thinking about how to produce and how to produce more and how to produce less 
how to actually have work-life balance. So there's a lot of things that go into this that normal people can hardly have conversations about. Even when you're not working, you're working because you're thinking about things. Oh, man, okay, maybe I could do that. Okay, that's actually working. If you were at a job, you would get paid for that. If you were at a job, you would get paid for that. So with that being said, that is the one of the issues about entrepreneurship. It is a mind shift. You get paid to produce, whether it's produce, uh, uh, sell tickets uh, to uh, uh, admit you, draw an audience. You get paid to produce something tangible. You get do produce uh, sell. Uh, you get paid to produce something um, uh, uh, physical, like you can produce you know, clothes. Then you have to sell it. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but that is a hard shift for people to understand. Yeah, you have to find a void. You have to fill a need. You have to find a void, and you find an opportunity. And not only that, you got to do it and and not reinvent the wheel all the time. A lot of people that are entrepreneurs try to reinvent the wheel. What you should do is take the wheel and modify it. Let's get to the next thing. Let's get to the next thing. Um, the good, bad, and the ugly, and it's not in order. Uh, when it comes to like taxes and income, again, it's hard to determine what's what. It's hard to determine what to write off, what's not a write off, what's this. It's hard to determine. But unfortunately, people look at you like you came up. The one of the negative things about entrepreneurship is that when you were struggling, nobody paid attention. And particularly, nobody cared about your struggle. And many people thought you would pray, uh, fail. And um, instead of your family and friends supporting you in the early stages of your entrepreneurship, they throw monkey wrenches, baby mamas, kids, mothers, cousins, nephews, nieces, uncles. Uh, all of these people throw monkey wrenches in your entrepreneurship. Some people take advantage of your entrepreneurship, meaning you have a flexible schedule. You might be perceived as having a flexible schedule or you're creating something like you have a let's say you have a bread store. You have a bread store. You make bread. Your family members come in there. They might not even support your bread store. Or if they do come in and support your bread store, they take free bread. They might tell you, hey, bring some bread to the party and don't pay you. Hey, we family, right? So this is the one of the things that makes it difficult is that they the earlier support is going to be predicated on you marketing yourself and whatever you're producing. The family and friends will be the last person's to jump on board with your pursuits. In essence, you have to spend a lot of time marketing, networking. And this is the crux. This is going to be problematic for entrepreneurs. This is going to be problematic. The problem is many people who are talented or produce something necessarily aren't good at networking and marketing. Sometimes you're the one-stop shop. Sometimes you got to wear 50 hats. And that will thus take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of time out of your day because you're so busy crafting and producing something. By the time you get done producing it, now you got to how to figure out how to sell it. You got to figure out how to market. And some people can't do it. Some people don't like the marketing part. Oh, I don't want to sell in front of people. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be perceived as a grifter. But it's part of the game. And you must be a shameless self-promoter. A shameless self-promoter. Write this down. If you're not shameless in your self-promoting, you better hire someone that is shameless in self-promoting. Or <laughs> you better hire a marketing team. You better hire a sales team, a marketing team, promotion, all right, street team. You better be able to spend money on your marketing budget. Not only that, have a marketing plan. 
Otherwise, you're going to fail and fail fast. This is the reality of entrepreneurship. And sometimes people will see you and call you names. People who have corporate jobs never get called these names. Grifter, snake oil salesman, shameless self-promoter. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, there's another word that people use for, um, damn, it slips my mind. Uh, scammer, scammer. Uh, all of these things are, that's what people call entrepreneurs. Nobody ever calls people that work at a job these names. So they will always see you coming, not a sellout, not a quack. Oh, man, there's another word where they say, um, not a scammer. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, con man. and all. So these things are get attached to people who have to shamelessly self-promote and put yourself out in front of people. And that's just the reality of, of, um, of entrepreneurship. If you don't put yourself out in front, forget it. It's going to be tough. Or hire somebody that does that. But that being said, you're going to have to hire people if you're an entrepreneur or you're going to be what? A self-employed person. Let's talk about the realities of a self-employed person. If you're afraid to hire people, because hiring people does mean you have to dip into everything that you make per month. Of course, people don't consider that when you make a certain income. They're like, hey, you make this month, you make this much per month. I looked it up. Well, that's not true. I hire people, people get hired. And I'm not talking about me. But I'm talking about a business owner would say, I have to hire people. I have overhead. I have this expectations. I got to save for this insurance, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that in a minute. But you do have to hire people or you will stay self-employed. The problem with self-employed people, this is going to be your problem. This is going to be the bad thing. You don't realize, you don't realize what the term capacity means. Okay. If you're self-employed, Look up the word capacity. For instance, if you are a self-employed massage therapist, you have a capacity. But you don't realize that because at the beginning of an entrepreneurship, you can't give away your product. You can't give away your service. People will expect you to uh, somebody to recommend themselves to you. People will ask you how long you've been working and you'll try to give away your services. But at a certain amount of time, that will turn directions and then people will offer to pay you half or at least full price. As you're doing this, your book of business will build up. When your book of business builds up, if it's just you and you're selling a service, you're going to run out of one component. <laughs> you're going to run out of one component, and that is time. You're going to run out of time. There's not going to be enough time in the day for you to service the amount of people that are coming towards you now. Thus, you have to hire or you can stay and say, I'll turn the business away. Or you have to raise the prices, which thus the people who are with you might drop out and the new people must replace that and pay the full price. Right. So your capacity is limited when you're just one person. Your capacity broadens significantly when you hire people. So you no longer have to have handle everybody individually. The negative drawback of that is. Many times you're selling a service. Services versus product, we'll get to that. But you're selling a service with your name on it. You're selling a service. Hi, me, CGA, see God Allah is selling this service. And you're going to work directly with me. However, when they come to you, you're going to say, well, my capacity is full. I handle the clientele here. Here's my assistant. Here's my person that I train. Here's my part-time coach. Here's 
halftime see God Allah. And then you push these people under those people and they say, no, I came to see you, CGA. I came to get coaching from um, CGA, not from your underling. This is going to be a difficult transition. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But capacity makes that work. Capacity uh, makes that get to that point. You hope to get to that point, but that you're going to inherit another problem. You ran out of available time. Or not only that, if you had the available time, you can burn out. You're going to burn out. So you say, okay, I'll take as many people as I can. And then you're the massage therapist. Arthritis is going to catch up. Burnout is going to catch up. Uh, many things in your personal life is going to fall apart. Your family, your children, your finances. I mean, you, you got to juggle a busy schedule with, with um, your personal life, your relationship. Those things are going to fall out. Your burnout significantly is going to go high. Potentially, the component of marketing, which marketing must be a constant, your marketing is going to decrease because you now are booked with business. This is a very another, this is another problem. But marketing should be constant because you always have to fill in people who drop out. This is just for the service people. So as you get busy, you do less marketing and networking. But then what's going to happen is people will naturally drop out. Then it's going to be hard to replace those people. What do you have to do again? Reestablish your marketing if it wasn't constant. Constant. This is a problem for entrepreneurs. This is a problem for people who are self-employed. All right. So always be marketing. You always have to be conscious of, man, I got to post on social media. I got to create opportunities. I got to network. I got to tell people about my business. I got to team up with people who are in my, what you would call circle of influence. And not only that, people are that are in comparable businesses that I can team up with. But then you can't use the excuses. I'm too busy. You're a business. You cannot be too busy. I know you can, but you can't. This is the brutal truth of an entrepreneur. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, a self-employee means own a job. So thus, when you think about what? Parlaying, when you think about actually going out and branching out further, hiring people, the risk is hiring good people. Oh, this is going to be a bad one. Okay. Hiring good people. Your first hire should be your best hire. These are things that you will learn in business. If you hire bad people, they can cost you a lot of money. You have a truck driving business. You hire a drunk alcoholic trucker, three of them. They destroy your whole fleet of vehicles and they have driving tickets and they, they, they break the law. They get caught with lot lizards. It can be a disaster. Mm. Hardest part is trusting and hiring people. Not only that, you're not an attractive hire. I'm sorry, you're not an attractive company when you hire people. People have to be passionate about what you're doing. Not only that, you got to reward them financially for doing things. Sometimes you got to take a little bit of back burner of collecting money for yourself. We'll talk about that. And give it to people who are giving, making your business easier. But if it's a bad person and they're just coming there, sitting their ass in the chair, and they're not helping you build business, which... That's what they should be doing. They should be helping you with the component of the business that makes the business run easier. But some people get jobs and they sit on their duff. They, they're bad hires. If you hire a bad person, it's got, it could be devastating for an entrepreneur. Devastating. You could lose your whole business hiring bad people. 
Yeah. So you got to incentivize them. And people who get incentivized is uh, people who have a time versus money, right? Trade time for money. So as you're an entrepreneur and you're telling everybody, start a business, you got to hire time for money people who like jobs. So you can't be as an entrepreneur against people who work jobs. Why? You're eventually going to have to hire job people. And you're going to have to know how to motivate job people. You can't tell people that you hire, start your own business. You can't tell people that you hire, you're a loser because you have a job. <laughs> because that's what you believe. You, I would never have a job, but I can't tell them that. I got to reward them because they like having a job. And I also have to make sure they're going to work their job. Okay, so next thing here. And I got to know and understand job people. I can't just put down job people. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Because as a business owner, I got to hire job people. Uh, let's see here. And you got to keep them going. Sometimes maybe get a commission type program. Guys, there's people that hate working on commission. People love slave wage. I mean, people love salaries. People will never work a commission job. Now, for me, I could almost never work a salary job. I would have to be desperate. I would have to be desperate because I've been in the situations where I know I'm better than the salary. I know I'm better than the salary. He says, you got to hire NPCs. You do. And not only that, you got to train them like NPCs. So you got to relate to NPCs. You can't just be like chicken box. Um, you got to hire people that are chicken box. And you got to program into them. But, but the point I was making is salary for me, I know I, I feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing because if I, let's say I'm getting paid $3,000 a month. I know I produce way more than that if I like the job and I'm passionate about it. I, I, I produce way more than $3,000 a month. And in fact, if you're an entrepreneur and you stick with it, $3,000 a month will sound like a joke if you're successful. <laughs> Listen, when you become successful and you get to the points where you've seen $3,000 in a week, $3,000 in a day, you almost can never go back to $3,000 a month. With that being said, as a salary person, you're capped. Thus, you can never, unless you have a bonus structure or something like that, you can never make above and beyond that no matter what you produce. But as an entrepreneur, you can produce more. You can, you can finally hit your stride. All right, the payoff happened after a year, two, or three. And then you're making $3,000 a day. This is where people get attracted to entrepreneurship. Because they see a guy making $3,000 a day. They see a guy making $3,000 a week. Some of them making $3,000 an hour. And then people start paying attention. Hey, I see you making $3,000 $3, an hour. I make that in a month. How can I be down? Trick. This is the trick. This is going to be the trick. Then you bring them on back. Okay, first thing you do is you take your hand. And you turn that summer bitch upside down and you cuff your nuts. And then the normie is going to say. Because then you start telling them, I didn't start doing this. I didn't start making this money till like, like five years. Five years it took me to make this money. Not only that, I lost my family, my friends. I lost my location. I lost my house. I didn't have health insurance, dental. I struggled. I ate top ramen for two years. My girlfriend dumped me. My wife divorced me. My dog died. <laughs> I was homeless. I lived in my car. I washed off in public storage units. Right? 
You start telling them, I went bankrupt. I went bankrupt. I got sued. <laughs> yep, I got sued. The government, I owed the IRS $80,000. See, nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> they like, what? When? What? See, some of these things about entrepreneurs is that many of them went bankrupt. Many of them got divorced. Many of them had child support. Many of them had uh, dodged. They was dodging the police. They was dodging process servers. They was getting sued by credit card companies. Many of them lost sleep. Many of them didn't get didn't get their teeth cleaned for 10 years. Many of them never went to the doctor's appointment because they didn't have health insurance. Many of them couldn't afford health insurance. Many of them only had health insurance on their kids and not them. Many of them ex-wife divorced, graped them to kingdom come. See, that's the that's the truth about entrepreneurship. Many of them got their houses foreclosed on. Many of them got sued. See, these are the things that that normies don't understand. So what will happen is they'll find an entrepreneur that's successful. They'll investigate them. And they'll be like, look at this guy. He had bankruptcies. He lost a job. He started a business. He had an insurance scam. He got sued. And normies will say this person's a failure. Normies will say this person uh, uh, lost out in life. The normies will say his credit score is 500. Well, a lot of entrepreneurs' credit scores are completely jacked, personally. Not all. A lot of entrepreneurs' credit scars, scores are shit. Are shit. 550 and all of that. No joke. But their business credit score is up. A lot of them, they hit their stride year four, year three. A lot of them got their pantsuit off of them, by, not by, by employees they hired. The employees sued them and write negative reviews as a campaign. Okay, dude, it's bad. Like, it's crazy, but I'm telling y'all facts. And then when you start to hit, ninjas come out the woodwork. <laughs> you're successful, you hit, uh, you're rich, you make this much. But, but what happened was, what happened was, now they hit their stride. Now they get to pay all of that back. They got to pay all of that back now. So they're they're in debt. They're, you know, they lost a house. They lost, They had a bankruptcy. They had a child support case. Uh, they had a toxic, ba bitter baby mom who never was, who was working against you, working against you as you were trying to build. She literally was sabotaging you as you were trying to build. Who thinks I'm lying? This, I'm telling y'all the good, the bad, the ugly. But people don't know that. You don't see that part. You don't see that part. Then when he starts winning, he gets his teeth clean. He gets a health checkup. He gets his skincare. He gets his personal training on. He got time. He got time to work on his fitness. Okay. He pays off the child support. His kids turn 18. His baby, his bitter baby mama goes bankrupt and she can't collect from you no more because the kids are too old. Uh, you finally can buy a house. You buy it with cash because the money's just rolling in. Because your credit is fucked. You ain't getting no business loan. Your personal credit is. Or you put it in your business name. <laughs> you living better now. Coogee's sweater now. This is the reality of entrepreneurship. And people don't see that part when you was grinding and sacrificing. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're trying to start a business, the best you can do many times in your first couple of years is break even. You lucky to break even. You lucky. Next thing, if you... If you're self-employed, you're lucky to start making money in your first first three years. And them first two years, oh, bad. First three years, first two years, you think about quitting. You think about quitting. 
you think about throwing in the towel. Okay. If you run in a startup company, most startup companies don't take a salary for the first five years. Did you know that? Most startup companies don't take a salary, meaning the two or three dudes that got together and they got a conglomerate and S Corp, they start a startup. They don't take a salary for the first five years. Right. And then eventually, as the, mo the money rolls in, if it if it works out, then all of a sudden they could take a salary. And they can dip in and their stock options start to pay off and they they get angel investors. People start investing. And then all of a sudden, people are like, you're stealing. Well, what will happen is their employees will say all of a sudden. Two years later, they're buying all kind of Porsches and Lamborghinis and shit. But the first five years, they was out there driving Toyota Camrys. <laughs> right. They was out there sacrificing and risking. But now the employees law, oh, man, they start skimming from the month. They start skimming for the corporation. They start trimming. No, they're now getting their payoff for the sacrifice. They're now getting their payoff. But normies will never see it that way. Normies will never see it. They just see you when you're winning. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, when I started driving a Porsche 911, guess what? People started suing me. Uh, my baby mama scheming against me. Uh, people started hating on me, hate videos. The re reality of when you're a self-employed entrepreneur is when you win, haters going to show up. Oh, they was quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton when you were struggling. They might have been laughing at your ass. Oh, but when you start winning, here come the haters. Here they come. And then I was like, where was y'all at when I was homeless? Where was y'all at when I was struggling? Where was y'all at when I was? Oh, here they come now. Oh, you got this. Oh, here they come now. And they start undermining you, sabotaging you, talking about you. And it's jealousy. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a male or a female. So this is the good and bad and ugly about entrepreneurship. Are all entrepreneurs honest? No, a lot of them are crooked. And that's a good, bad, and the ugly. A lot of them are scammers. A lot of them are cooking the books. Behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Many people have to do some sort of nefarious things. You know what I mean? You got a trucking business? Might be we'll transport this thing for the cartel. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your trucking business seems to be booming. Uh, you know, supplies aren't going down. Freeways are wide open. However, we have to stop in Brownsville, Texas on the way and pick up a couple of cargoes there. All of a sudden, you a coyote. <laughs> you a coyote on the side. And the cartel of chicks be helping you out in Brownsville. You know what I mean? Got to make it through. But the thing is, you want to start off slow and steady. Here's the couple of things, and I'll open it up here. As an entrepreneur, there's no safety net. There's no, yeah, uh, the, yes. Um, as, the, uh, as the entrepreneur, there's no safety net, meaning there's no 401k. There is IRAs and Roth IRAs. But what a self-employed or a business person, entrepreneur is looking to do is sacrifice two or three years not investing in your social security and your uh, 401k. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. What you're looking to do is in three to five years, maybe 10 years, hopefully you can make a significant income that those things are irrelevant. Many entrepreneurs stick it out long enough to where a 401k is a joke. Like a joke, like 401k, please. All right, Jesus, I'm invested. I got extra money. I'm liquid. I got cash. I got revenue streams. 401k is shit to me. So here's the thing. It takes a while to get that, and that's a significant risk. You have no safety net. You have no backup. There's no backup. It's just you. 
And a lot of haters don't understand that. No safety net, no health insurance many times, although they've made it easier through Obamacare for you to purchase health insurance, but at a great, great, significant cost. Many men sacrifice that. Sometimes your health weighs down, but you don't have a safety net. If your business goes, if you're, um, if you get sabotaged, if you just lose out, you have a recession, economy flips. Yeah, you out of luck. Out of luck. So you got to make sure that, you know, this is what requires you to hustle. This is what requires you to work every day. This is what requires you to not take a day off because you don't have a safety net. You don't have a 401k. You ain't paying into social security. You know what I mean? These are things that you lose. So you got to make sure that you got to just be like, I'm fully focused on my shit, even though people are trying to make it hard for me. And, and this is the path of least resist. This is the path of most resistance. You're going to face battles the entire time. And uh, people will look at you like a whole fat ass um, a lick. Women will look at you as a lick. Uh, your neighbors will look at you as a lick. Your neighbors are going to keep track. They're going to say, that guy has four cars, three of them European luxury cars, motorcycles, dog, big house, bigger house than me, and I never leave. I never see him leave his house. He's never leaves his house in the morning. <laughs> he works from home. They're going to find, they're going to track your ass. And they looking like, what is he doing? What's going on? Does he sell drugs? What is he doing? Where It's not going to make sense to them. You might say, I make money. I'm an online personal trainer. It ain't going to make sense. They're going to be like, yeah, but because they're normies. Normies will never understand you. I can't go out Saturday night. Why? I got to work. What? It's Saturday night. You work? Yes. <laughs> I work Sunday morning too. I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Love Sunday, Monday too. Normies will never understand you. And you just got to go ahead and say, you don't understand. So it is what it is. That's, the, that's one of the things about entrepreneurship. Not only that, your social level is going to go down until you make it. Unless you say, I fake it to make it and party and shit. Your social level is going to go down. Many things that you buy has a business purpose to it. So normies buy dogs. They buy cars. They buy stuff as a function. I'm buying this to function. But as an entrepreneur, you might buy it because it's a business write-off, a.k.a. the 6,000-pound vehicle. Oh, he got a G-Wagon. Many people who have businesses have to park the money somewhere. And they got to get the tax write-off somehow. So that's why they got the G-Wagon. Okay? Or that's why they got the, got the, the Denali. Why did he get the Porsche? You could have got the Porsche. You could have started a business. However, a Porsche is the business. It's part of the business. It's a character. And it's a way for me to monetize it. So it is part of the business. And it could be a write-off. It's not like I pay for it and it all goes to waste. You can buy it and then you can depreciate it. It can depreciate and you can write off the depreciation, the gas, the transportation. You guys don't know. I use, yeah, you can use it as marketing. Same thing with season tickets. You can sell it. You can use it for your business. These are things that people never, ever put together because they're normies and it helps your imagery. Like last night, a dude pulled up on me. He recognized my vehicle on the strip near midnight, and he was excited to see me. He's a coach gang member. He was here. He saw me out last night. He recognized the car. Now, this isn't always a positive, but he was excited to see me. Hey, that's Porsche. That's CGA's imagery. Name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness. When you have a business, name, image, likeness. Your name is a business. See God Allah. 
Coach Greg Adams. You're a personality. You're no longer the person anymore. You're a character now. Your business is a brand. You're a brand. People say, you're not. You're a YouTuber. You're not a brand. No, I'm a brand. People know me as such. They recognize you as such. They don't know you as Greg Adams. You're now Coach Greg Adams. You're now CGA in public. Thus, your name, image, likeness, name, image, likeness. Your image matters. As an entrepreneur, your image matters because you're a brand. Sometimes people say, uh, the FTX guy said, I still drive a Honda Civic. Well, guess what? That was a scam. Oh, he's legit because he drives a Honda Civic. Well, that went that went backwards because he tried to per he tried to perpetrate a fraud. He tried to say, look at me. I make all this money and I drive a Honda Civic. Everybody said, good. That's what you go for. You go for uh, CEOs like that. You don't go for CEOs that drive Porsches and Lamborghinis. They're scammers. Well, that that proved opposite, didn't it? That proved opposite. That was a part of the scam. Okay. But people use things for business branding. When you're a social media person, business branding is important. That's how you get more people to watch you. One of my videos went viral for my Porsche, and it got me 70,000 followers on Instagram overnight. Like, I was looking at the followers going up, and it was one Porsche video, and another video of me also talking on the stage, which I'm going to get to this point, is you will have to do things for free. As an entrepreneur, you got to have lost leaders. You got to give out free information. You got to brand yourself. You got to show up. You got to talk. You got to speak. You got to put yourself in front of people. But but people who work non-entrepreneurs, they will say, well, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not showing up. How much am I getting to show up? How much am I getting to show up to train? How much am I getting to show up for the job? They only look at it as time versus money, time versus money. But as an entrepreneur, you got to go to you got to go to workshops. You got to go to marketing. You got to go to network. You got to go to speaking, speaking engagements and not get paid for it. Potentially open up avenues for you to get paid. I mean, these things that you do for free, not only you do for free, you do on your dime. You pay for these things. I got to pay to be on people's podcasts. I got to pay to people. Yeah, this is part of the business. Sometimes you don't get paid for everything you do. And you got to be used to that as an entrepreneur. If you only want to get paid to show up, get a salary job or get an hour job, get an hourly job. But I do things a lot that I don't get paid for. And that's part of the game. But I don't look at it as there's no pay. Sometimes I capitalize from it. Sometimes I don't. But that's part of the game. Part of the game. Uh, let's see. Let me see here. Oh, holidays, forget it. Until you make it. Holidays, forget it. You know what I mean? Taking off vacations, forget it. Unless it's a part of your branding, forget it. For the first three or four years, forget it. Okay, it's going to be difficult for you to do that. It's going to be difficult. But eventually, if you have good support of people around, they'll be patient. You can do it. Uh, eventually, you can incorporate it into your business, meaning every time you have a dinner, business write off. But it has to be another individual there. Every time you travel, business write off. So it doesn't come out of your personal. It comes out of your business. Then, of course, when people sue you, then when people come after your child support, when people, you know, baby mama start. They start saying, well, he's doing this and he's doing that. As a business, I am. As a business. Not as my personal. Now, do I have time to have personal time when I go? Yes. But when I go there, I'm working. It's hard for NPCs to understand that. They don't get it. They don't get it. They, they, they don't understand that. Well, that, that doesn't make sense. You were having fun. Yeah. I can have fun in work. Do you have fun at work? <laughs> 
Is it all slaving or do you have time to have fun when you're at work? People have to understand that this is entrepreneurship, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, you're going to lose family and friends. Not everybody's cut out for this shit. If you like eating every day, don't do it. Don't, don't be an entrepreneur at the beginning. You like eating good meals? You like eating three squares? <laughs> don't do it. If you think you're going to have 700 credit and start a business and not have that affected, don't do it. <laughs> All right, here we go here. Uh, many times you won't be able to give your services away. Uh, oh, products versus services. I'll go over that. Uh, products don't have capacity. Technically, services have extreme capacity, especially when you're the one or few people. But but products don't have as much of a capacity as service. So if you're an entrepreneur and you sell a product, the only capacity you have is the ability, ability to produce the tangible item, whether it's clothes, something 3D printing or whatnot. The only thing you're going to run into is inventory. Learn what inventory is. Inventory. Inventory. That's going to make or break you. So people I know, um, I have a, I have clothing line and clothing products. Every now and then I'll get optimistic and try to do clothing. Most of the time I lose money. One of the things people will say is he got a stream of revenue from clothing. I lose money on it probably almost all the time. <laughs> I lose money because inventory is a significant part of selling something. Because watch this. If I say to myself, I have an audience of X amount of people. I have an audience of 300, 400,000 people. Uh, if you combine all social media, it's a half a million people. If you combine all social media, it's a half a million people that are subscribed to me in one way or another. Now, if I say to myself, optimistically, I can get 10% of people to buy something from me tangibly. Let's say a sweatshirt. I got to set the price. I got to market it. I got to make sure I wear it and have enough inventory for that 10% optimistically, which would be 50,000 people to buy something. Now, what I'm going to do is I would have to invest in 50,000 sweatshirts. I would have to have 50,000 sweatshirts because that's what I would hope to sell. Hey, I should be able to capitalize on that. And I produce 50,000 sweatshirts, but I only sell 200. Mm. Right? I only sell 200. I have an inventory problem. Now I'm overstocked. I was optimistic. I went and invested my own personal money into this product. I didn't market it well, or my I overestimated how many people are going to buy it. Now I have excess inventory in which maybe I have to give it away, burn it, Burn it in a fire, claim insurance. Got, I got to do something. I got to do something with this inventory. I got to move it. I got to discount it. Then the people I that paid full price at 170 who thought it was expensive to support, now I'm discounting it for 20 bucks just to move it. I lost money. This is important because people do this with products. They, over, uh, they overestimate how many people are going to actually buy it. And they, and they invest the personal money thinking they're going to double their return and they lose. Sometimes you win. 50,000, I only produce 50,000. I make it limited investment. I make it limited time only. I set the price high. 100,000 people want my sweatshirt. Potentially, I can come back and, 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 and get and fulfill those other additional orders. Sometimes you don't want to. It's difficult. 
but many people over overestimate their inventory and they lose. That's how you get, that's how you go under. That's how you go under, bro. So you can lose your ass by not being intelligent on how to pre-sale, pre-sale an item, make sure the inventory gets in time and delivered so there's customer satisfaction. People are satisfied with the delivery. They're satisfied with the quality. If the quality's poor, you potentially can get negative reviews, and then that could further hinder your business. The, if it's a delayed product, hey, I thought you I would get it in six weeks. I got it in six months. That happened to me. That does, does turn people off, and they were a fan. Now they're not a fan. Not only are they not a fan of your product, they're not a fan of your brand. Okay, you just ruined an opportunity there by trying to capitalize and create an additional stream. So I lost money. So you got to real, realize how you start off slow, pre-orders, small investment. You can turn it around quick. And then you would have to do essentially what would be a Ponzi scheme, which is to go, not a Ponzi scheme, but essentially is what it is. You sell a little bit, you get a return, and then you now produce more. So as you're doing this start small, sell, produce more, you have to reinvest in the business. So you can no longer take the profits immediately. You have to take what you sold, reinvest it to buy more. You can't go and celebrate on the first order. You got to do this all year long, and you're basically just reinvesting in your business, right? These are all things you got to think about. Think about that. Yeah. So you can't just be like, oh, I sold money. I sold, I sold 50 sweatshirts. Now let's party. No, you sold 50 sweatshirts. Now you got to resell. Now you got to re put another product out or put a different version of it out or make more inventory. Flip stack, flip stack. But all along, people are pocket watching you. All along, people are pocket watching you. What they'll do is they'll look at your orders. They'll research it. They'll look at your orders. Say you made X amount of dollars and say you profited. Oh, he's selling. No. I'm not selling. <laughs> I'm literally flipping. I'm literally flipping and then reinvesting. Flip, sell, reinvest. Flip, sell, reinvest. There's no profit. <laughs> oh, he did that and now he bought a Porsche. Mm, no. This is what normies think. Yeah, that's what the haters go. Let's get to these super chats. And if you have anything to contribute, let us know on this topic. This is a great topic. Most times I look at it and say, you know, most entrepreneurs, you got to put in a big, 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 big grind. Sometimes you hit off. Sometimes you don't. Let's get into uh, mask man says CGA. Did you see the Republicans are trying to sign a bill to get rid of income tax and replace it with a consumption tax? You would only be taxed on what you spend. That's bad. I know. Look, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good. I, I get what they're doing. I, I I get what they're doing. But that that to me is setting people up for failure because um, if you're middle class and lower class, obviously you're not going to be able to buy things because the tax is going to be significant. I, I understand what they're doing, but that's a freaking. That's a setup for that's a recipe for disaster. I don't know if I truly like that. There, there's something wrong with that that I can't quite figure out, but I, I know. I, I know I saw it and I was like, yeah, but that penalizes a lot of people that, that prevents them from buying, uh, buying things. And, and, and then other people can afford it. Anyway, I would love to see them 
spell that out. Shout out to the AV Network guy and uh, appreciate you, man. Lamel Jameson for the Passport Bros problems. The women wanted clout and find it easier way to get it. And they're doing it now. So, so the problem is the women are getting clout from this. Yeah, LaWar Moore says, like Grant Cardone says, you're hiring from a broken planet. So most definitely you might end up hiring the wrong people. I want you to think about that. Many people that are available for hire, the problem is they're available for hire. You have a talent process. So are you going to poach from people who are successful, companies that are successful? Potentially you can poach someone or work from your network. Or are you going to hire people that just need a job out of desperation? Tough. Hiring is going to be, uh, hiring can make or break you. All right. So don't just say, don't just listen to people. Hey, I, I, I'll take a job from you, CGA. Well, <laughs> hold up for a second. I'm not desperate. I'm not desperate. Meaning I want to hire people, but I'm not desperate. I realize my, my first hires are my best hires. So as I'm thinking about parlaying, which is another thing people don't understand, is that a person is at a certain place, a business is at a certain place, but what they're trying to do is get to the next phase. So they might have excess dollars that they saved through their sacrifices, still no health benefits. And then they're trying to move up, but they get sued. And they get sued and they say, there's money in the pot. But what you're doing with that money is trying to build your business and go to the next level. Uh, but haters don't see that shit. <laughs> they just see you stacking. They just see, oh, he's stacking. He making X amount of dollars a month. Well, I'm trying to go, boom. I'm trying to go, I want to get into a studio and then hire four people, editors, marketing for CGA, coaches. I'm that, That's a 10-year vision. But then people will come and ruin that shit because they're broken, desperate, and losers. And they'll ruin it for their own purposes. Selfish, greedy, uh, sexual assault claims, bad people that you hire, baby mamas, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your nephew. These people will come in and ruin your shit. And you're like, I'm literally trying to, Meanwhile, they could have come in and helped you. You could have hired in and gave them a job. But no, people don't want to work. They just want to steal from you. They just want to steal it from you. And they don't want to see you win. They'd like, F you. I'm just going to steal it from you because you got it. Not only that, haters, like haters in public. One of the things you want to think about is, you want to think about is, do you want to be rich or famous? Do you want to be rich or famous? Make a choice. You can't choose both. Sometimes being rich and on the low and not known is way easier. But your family will destroy you. But being rich and not famous is cool. Being famous and getting attention is nice as well. And then if you can parlay that on and get a make, make a couple of dollars is cool. But now you're a walking ass target. Not everybody see you. Not everybody pocket watching. Not everybody telling you how to spend your money. Oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. Not everybody doesn't see your vision. People just think you're living day to day. I think five years ahead. What can I be in five years with this shit? Right? And then they'll cut you, cut you off at the knees at year two. And not only will they cut you off at the knees, they'll celebrate on you. Ah, we got CGA. We got them. Dude, when I got demonetized, I saw a couple of people that were supposedly supporters and cool with me, supposedly making videos happy that I got demonetized. I swear to God. It's it's what it is. It's what it is. It's it comes with the territory. They was like, ah, he got demonetized. Ah, he lost his job. Ah, ha, ha. ah, he don't get no money now. Ah, he done. Ah, he gonna quit. And you like, wow. 
This is why entrepreneurs tend to be lonely. Or I'll take that back. Entrepreneurs tend to move alone. Entrepreneurs tend to move alone. They go, you know what? They don't trust people. And it's hard because you you gotta you gotta you gotta move alone. You gotta move in silence and violence. You gotta move and do what you do. But yeah, somebody said it kind of hurts. Hey, it's it comes with the territory. But you'd be like, damn, people really be looking for you to lose. They was like, he gonna get his car repossessed. He gonna lose the Porsche. He's scared. He done. He ain't gonna make no money. Boy, but they don't realize, they don't realize you've insulated yourself. You protected yourself against that. You actually have a plan for something like that. And they waited for you to get your shit repossessed. And it didn't happen. What happened? You don't know how shit works, do you? You didn't know. CGA saw that coming. And he had a plan for that. Right? And you pivoted. And you did what? See, people don't know. But but it is what it is. It comes with the territory. Uh, let me see here. Somebody says you can't depend on YouTube. Got to start your own website. These are all things people are trying to pivot to right now. Uh, people don't realize that um, when it comes to this, those are all nice things, but it shit is not going to work. You do need new traffic. Having your own website prevents new traffic. I know people think that you just have your own shit and just your own platform. Yeah, but but part of YouTube is growth. Part of YouTube is getting shown in front of new people. Part of YouTube is getting subscribers that didn't know who you were. They're not going to jump off YouTube and go to a website. Let me see what he's doing. When was the last time you typed in a website of an individual? Unless you knew who the individual was. When was the last time you were just surfing Google? Let me surf Google. No. <laughs> it sounds easy, but it's not. It's not. Everybody's got a .com address. But you need new faces. You need new viewers. And the thing about YouTube, the negatives is that they can do those things. But the positives, even if the channel is demonetized, you can get in front of at least 20 new people. I get in front of at least 20 new people with a demonetized channel, which is the which is the sign of death of a channel. However, if you don't have a demonetized channel, you get in front of 30,000 new people in a day. In a day. So think about this. This is this is it sounds nice, uh, but even now the people like um, Jordan Peterson and um, Louder Rick Crowder, these people are actually experiencing now media brands coming in to try to pay them salaries and sell them their catalog, essentially everything they produce under one brand. This is now media marketing. Thus, you lose control of your brand. And they're trying to use it to, to a point where they'll say, we'll put you in front of more people. The incentive of YouTube is getting put in front of more people, not just producing content, right? Producing content, anybody can do. But if you just go, I'm going to be off this and go here. But then the other part of it is you got to make revenue off of YouTube. That's the secret. That's why Andrew Tate was so successful. He made more way more money off of the social media sites that it was irrelevant what they paid him so your plan must be your plan must be as an entrepreneur to not depend on accents that's the only way around it that way you can stay on youtube doesn't matter if they demonetize or monetize obviously you want to be monetized but it doesn't matter 
But coming completely off of YouTube is actually, I think it's ignorant. It's dumb. It's not a good strategy. <laughs> Unless they just completely disinvite you, that's another thing. But doing it is just shooting yourself in the foot. I get what people are saying, but it's just shooting yourself in the foot. Um, anyway. And many people have tried it and they were gone for three months. And guess what happened? They came right back. I've seen people try that. I'm going to just do my own streaming. I'm going to just do my own software. I'm going to just do my own app. I'm going to just go over here. And they go to some place where nobody is. It's a desert land over there. And then what happens is three months later, they're back. Because, <laughs> yeah, somebody says it's self-deletion. It, it's actually, do, do not consider that unless you're a massive, you have a massive following. I don't have a massive following. I don't have new people coming in through other vessels. So until then, it is what it is, right? Uh, let's see here. I'm just sitting here. JC says, I'm just sitting here listening like you speaking directly to me, coach. Everything is accurate. Here's my donation to the Republican Barbecue Festival. It's barbecue in there. All right. Europe Bryant says, currently in Beham on my entrepreneurial grind using these hands and Physical prowess to get this money. Sometimes it pays off better uh, betting on yourself. Yeah, you better have supreme confidence if you're an entrepreneur. If you're somewhat shaky, don't do it. Because you're going to get beat up enough as an entrepreneur. Right? You're going to get beat up enough. Shout out to JC. He says, ultimately, you have to bring value. Execution is key. Yep. Your first two years, people are going to be kicking you in the nuts, spitting on you, laughing at you, hating on you, tripping you, sabotaging you, putting landmines in your position in front of you. You got to be able to navigate all that. All right. Blue Odyssey LLC, it was absolutely required. Uh, it will absolutely require some type of sacrifice. Some type. He says, I finished my lease, put everything in storage, and it still is. My son came on the road with me. He's going, he was going on five and a half months later. I bought this truck cash. Congratulations. I mean, congratulations on that. But if you don't want to sacrifice things and you want to just be like, oh, I want to protect my marriage and my fat wife. I want to protect my kids that are on mental health and ADHD medication. Um, I don't want to give up my marriage. Um, I NPC mode. I don't want to move away from my family. Um, I don't want to risk. Uh, not having health insurance for five months. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't I don't want to eat top ramen for a year. If, if you do shit like that, do not be an entrepreneur. If you sound like that, do not be an entrepreneur. You should do. I've sold things. I've sold everything I owned once to move across the country for a job. That's how that's a sacrifice. I sold everything, including my car. To take a job. If you're not willing to do that. Do not get in this hustle. But when it pays off and you start winning, all of that will be in ancient history. And not only that, it will be a part of your story of the sacrifice, the risk that you made. And people who didn't make that risk with you do not reward them. If they didn't make that risk with you, if they laughed at you, if they prayed and prayed, if they sabotage you, try to sabotage you, do not give them a damn thing because they didn't fall in line with the risk. And they had an opportunity to fall in line with the risk. But then when you making it, 
Yeah, don't, don't think you get no peace leave either. Don't think you get no women. You're going to be banging fat women in hotels until you make it. <laughs> kids too. Come with kids, wives, ex-wives, family, friends. If they if they jumped off your bucket, if they jumped off your shit, your ship when you was out there struggling and they laughed at you, when you get on top and they try to bring their ass back, you be like, bro, you be like this. You be like, wait a minute. Who are you? Do not reward they ass. <laughs> the ad, is it the Azure says, thank you, CGA, for sharing this serious wisdom. Shout out to you for that co-sponsorship. Speaking my mind says, just like selling rocks, sell, flip, repeat. Just like selling rocks, sell, flip, repeat. That's the thing about inventory and products. You're not going to be able to make no profit for a long time when it comes to products and inventory, unless you just come out of the gate. Like chat G, somebody was mentioning chat uh, uh, GPT. I can't remember the names. And they're telling me to use it. A lot of fake ass content creators are using it. They can't come up with their own shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They ain't come up with their own shit. Um, you know what I mean? Only the strong survive. GPT. Only the strong survive. What I'm going to tell you is, do not follow gimmicks if you're an entrepreneur. Do not follow gimmicks. It will be a short-term payoff if you follow a gimmick. But if you depend on that gimmick, if you depend on that gimmick, and that gimmick goes away, or everybody jumps on the gimmick, you just part of the gimmick. You just part of the gimmick. You want to, you want to be on your, you want to, you want to, you know what I'm saying? Brown 310, shout out to you. You want to be like, I'm doing this. I got this. I know, you know, you need tools. You need tools. But if everybody runs and does the tools, what's the difference between you and the next person? What's the difference between you and the next person? It's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. Try not to fall for gimmicks. Some things are helpful, though. Some things are helpful, and that's a very helpful tool. But try not to fall for gimmicks. And I'm showing you this. I actually, you know, um, I was one of the content creators that did not do the whole Kevin Samuel said this. Andrew Tate said that. Reaction video phase where everybody was a reaction video content creator. That kind of is waning away and dissipating. Because I know trends come and go. But if you're talented, talented will always be and, and remain. But I never did the, Andrew Tate said this and went viral when Kevin Samuel said that. Man, fuck all that, bro. Dude, because then you got to depend on their content. I'm depending on CGA. CGA is the content. CGA is the talent. I'm not going to do that. And I think, <laughs> I think uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, and, and listen, people really did get followers off of that. They got followers. They did the trend. They got the followers. Cool. I, I'm, I will never, I will never, I will never talk bad about them. They got what they wanted out of it. They got what they wanted out of it. However, not I. Listen, you got to do what you got to do to get clicks. But at the end of the day, it becomes down to talent. It comes down to talent. And people will recognize talent. People will recognize talent. And I don't like shortcuts like that. I don't like shortcuts. And I'm not going to depend on somebody else's content to move my content. I always depend, typically, when it comes from me, I want me to be it. But 
Sometimes it works for other people like that. That's fine. But I am the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy. I don't need to do that. And I wasn't going to, you know, do that. I wasn't going to do that. But I listen, to the content creators that did that, no shade. No shade. But I saw it. And I could have did it. I could have interviewed women. That was a trend. Just interview women. Just debate women. And then clip it. And then show that you're debating a feminist. I said, no. I'm not going to do that. That was a conscious decision. People said, hey, coach, interview women. Hey, reaction videos. Coach, hey, do Kevin Samuels videos. Hey, react to Andrew Tate. Hey, no. <laughs> conscious decision. It wasn't that I didn't realize to do it. It was that I decided not to. Please understand, people do try to help me out, and I appreciate people who are helpful. But what you're doing is not, you're trying to act like I'm just delusional. Hey, coach, don't you see the, the trends going that way? I'm not a trend. I'm not a trend. Lasting power, staying power. And as you saw, and as you saw, I got better as a presenter and was able to shift to not only one live stream, but two, working on my talent. Captivating an audience, keeping them, retaining them. I actually got better at that because I didn't lean on anyone else's content. I do that to react to other people during the stream, but not specifically people in my sphere. I got better as a result of me leaning on my own shit. So it's it's what it is, and it's a conscious effort. It is not, it is not something that I'm just I'm like, man, I completely missed the boat. Why didn't I figure it out? So that when Hafiz showed up, I can I can deal with Hafiz, not quoting other content creators. I can deal with Hafiz as the see God Allah. I can tie his ass in a knot because I lean on my words, not the words of anybody else. See, I'm not parroting. And Hafiz said, okay, this is another guy who's just going to parrot Kevin Samuels. And it wasn't. He found out it was on some real shit. Oh, this dude was ready because I worked on myself. I didn't lean on anybody else's shit. Shout out to the people who did, but that's what it was. All right, anyway, you got to really, really, really. <laughs> you got to really, really understand that you are the content creator. You are the content creator. Like, you're the personality. You're the talent. Anyway, yeah, and I came in dressed like a complete Dusty and dusted his ass in his little uh, stretch suit. I didn't put on a suit myself. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Here's my suit. No, I came in like CGA. Hoodie, Vans, let's get ready to go. Let's handle this business. <laughs> All right, anyway, just learn from this. You don't have to follow it. You don't have to say I agree with that. Learn that that's my approach. Anyway, shout out to Brown 310. And shout out to Luis. Says, Coach, a video was up, showed a human sleeve as, and wait, a human sleeve and art artificial replacement body that would allow a person to live for eternity by using their consciousness. Oh, boy. I got to get over to PayPal. New, 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 Malik Brand, coach, I just turned 26. I'm three years into my entrepreneurial journey. Your message inspires me to keep going. Keep going. Hey, chat with Fairbanks, Andrew Tate, Top G, Grant Cardone, Uncle G. And he says, Greg Adams, Coach G. Thank you, man. JC says, I've seen channels repurposing CGA content verbatim. I've seen that, too. Imitate, imi, imi, I guess imitation is his sincerest form of flattery. 
and I hope they're promoting me. But those are those are chat GPT um, automated videos. And that's something that I actually am planning to get into myself. And there's going to be another channel that's probably going to be my 20th channel. And it's going to be an automated channel for the blue chip mindset brand. All right, James McNeil. What about starting a service? I bought a bus with a wheelchair lift going into NEMT because I can't stay at my postal job. Uh, services are great. The thing is, you got to co-brand with people. Many times, these people will tell you to give up what you worked hard for. Hey, yes, you can co-brand for me, or they'll tell you we don't hire outside companies, and it gets a little weird. All right, so you got to learn how to get around that. Umberto just got my free agent lifestyle book, Spotify listener from Dallas, Texas. All right, Juan Primeras, coach, why are women even talking on men's issues? Tough conversation. Shout out to Jay Shabazz says, got to check the replay later, coach. Indeed, OGA1 only can afford to pay uh, PT $15 an hour. Okay, shout out to you. You'll get there. Mr. Ghost Jay, we appreciate you, coach. Blessings. All right, GS Inc., thank you for your super chat. Wayne Peters, thank you for your hard work. We in here. Shout out to Luck. Needed this show to stay focused. Yes, dude. Uh, um, 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 do uh, people are gonna see you grind, and uh, they're gonna see you come up, and they're gonna see you win. Now they're gonna be mad that they didn't win, but at the same time, they didn't reinvest like you did. They didn't sacrifice like you did. They went out and shook their ass at the club. They went out and fornicated. They went out and did drugs, smoked weed, drank alcohol and then they watched you do the same thing at the same time and then but they didn't they, but you didn't go out and shake your ass on friday night you didn't go out and smoke weed and buy nickel and dime bags or whatever the hell y'all buy you didn't you didn't drink you didn't buy you didn't eat food you didn't get fat guess what happened you started winning and them ninjas was like hey i didn't win when he won well guess what guess what i also made sacrifices you didn't I also made sacrifices you didn't. So I owe you no apology for actually making significant sacrifices. But you didn't sacrifice. And then you out here wonder why you didn't win. Or you just know talent. I mean, chalk it up. All right. But people don't realize people are making sacrifices. And then when you start to win, they'd be like, oh, he went, he got lucky, he did or whatever, you know what I mean? And then they start hating on you. But meanwhile, they went out and party, shake their ass, bought drinks, smoked weed, had crack, all right, fornicated. Then you didn't win. Well, that's your problem. And that's you. Hey, I ain't got to feel sorry for that shit. I sacrificed. I didn't go grind. I didn't go out and shake my ass. I didn't go to the club and look cool wearing sunglasses indoors. I didn't go out and buy cheap suits. I didn't go out and act like I was a Mac. I didn't go out and do the losing formula instead of adapting and pivoting. I actually stayed the true. I stayed, I stayed tried and true. I went to sleep at 9.30 on Friday night instead of hanging out, boozing, wasting time, chasing floozies. <laughs> All right. So then when you start winning, they start making excuses and shit. Anyway, shout out to Zero Fallout. Shout out to you for your co-sponsorship, man. Now, when you see me partying, guess what? Oh, now you partying. Yeah, now you winning. Now you buying shit. Yep, because for five years, I bought nothing. <laughs> for five years, I bought nothing. For five years, I spent no dimes. For five years, I stacked. Now you see me winning and buying and doing shit. No, look at them. 
Baby mama coming after you. Your mama coming after you. They mama coming after you. Ninjas coming after you. Now they like, hey, you got now. Yeah, because now for five years, I didn't do, I didn't move nothing. I bought nothing. Huh? Y'all don't get it. <laughs> that's what it is. You don't see the grind, the sacrifices behind the scene. You only see the wins. Where are we at here? Shout out to El Jefe CGA Blue Chip Mindset is preparing men for the next 20 years, 10 to 20 years. He says, appreciate your comment on topic number five on const constantly marketing to make up for those who drop out of your services. Yes, you got to constantly mark. Best thing you have is word of mouth. Okay. El Jefe says, would you agree that the wealth, real wealthy people stay low key and don't want people to know they're rich in general? In general, wealthy people do floss. Sometimes you don't see it because you live in a different zip code, but wealthy people do floss. Some don't. So it's not an absolute in my, in my opinion. People get that mixed up. But I lived amongst the wealthy. Trust me, they be flossing, right? They be flossing. Sometimes it's undertone flossing, meaning they wear plain Jane watches. So it doesn't look like bling, bling, gleamy, gleam. Like if you don't know, you don't know. But you are looking at it and you look at a person's watch. You think it's some damn Casio, but it's a $8,000 Omega watch. But you can't recognize it. But they flossing. People who know, know. They're like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, okay. That's a significant watch there. So they, it's about how you floss. Sometimes you only looking for shiny things and things they have real things of value. Sometimes you can't recognize, oh, what kind of, oh, that's a weak ass, you know, but trust me, wealthy people floss. I lived amongst the wealthy. I lived in some ex expensive zip codes. They be flossing. And typically the people who look like, who are, who are ugly and wealthy, <laughs> they typically don't floss. You know what I mean? But norm normally guys, guys that are starting to hit their stride, they do, they do floss. All right, shout out to uh, Zero Fallout. He says, have you been, Wait, here you go. Been on my grind for a bit. Only creator I don't mind dropping some support and shekels too. I'm going to give you another one. Right here. I'm and also, if you choose to floss wearing diamonds and shit like that, that's nothing wrong with that. I, I just know that sometimes that, that people look for those things and those are the easiest people to get jacked, right? Those are the easy people to get their chain snatched and stupid stuff like that. And then also knowing when to floss. And I will tell you something. I'm going to tell you all a secret from... I typically go to the same place to get my services on my car, meaning gas and such. So I plan. There was one time that I didn't plan. And, you know, my Porsche notified me that I had to get gas. And I was like, I'll just stop over here. Stopped over there, pulled up next to a car. I didn't like what I saw in terms of the people. Now, I might have prejudged them. I might have said, you know, this type of people will rob you. And you got to realize they're in a vehicle worth $6,000 and you're in a vehicle worth, I can't say the number, but it's more than $6,000. Now, what you're doing is putting them in a chance, in a situation where it's an opportunity for them. Now, they may not have normally done anything nine times out of 10, but sometimes you never know. Maybe you give them the opportunity, you turn your back and they say in desperation, that's something that I'm willing to sacrifice and risk for. And they steal it from you. So what you can do is, what you can do is understand when you get to a certain place, there are certain places you can floss and the certain places you cannot floss. 
what you're doing is you're you're not saying that these people are thieves, but giving them an opportunity to steal from you is stupid. So you pass up the gas station and you go to the places where you only get your stuff serviced. It is what it is. <laughs> Private investigator, like how much? But that's all it is. Uh, it, it's a 10 second opportunity for them. They may will be willing to risk it. Do you want to find out and be tough guy? Or do you want to say, I'll just go around the corner. That's the same thing was when, when you wear diamond necklaces around people who don't normally see diamond necklaces. You're putting in them, but you're giving them an opportunity to steal it from you because they might think I'm not a thief, but $30,000 sitting in front of me looks good right now. So really think about where you show off. It's a real big conscious effort. I know you want to ride in the hood with your damn, uh, you know, your big body Bentley Continental, but riding in the hood in the Continental is not dumb. It's not smart. Let's get to these PayPal's, man. Let's get to these PayPal. We got uh, Ced, Cedric says, thanks, CGA. You helped me gain confidence to overcome analysis by paralysis. Yes, both. And he says, I'm getting my real estate license and starting my e-commerce business this spring. My motto is, show me the river and I shall cross it. Yep. Make good, be good at risk assessment, but have a self-belief, have confidence, man. If you don't have confidence in it, really don't, don't, don't do it. You're not ready yet. AJ Smith came home off the road today and I didn't have my front rims on my new truck. <laughs> Gotta love the grind. Oh, how they love to follow. I thought he says, I thought about the money mindset. Wow. So that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter about the race of the person. Uh, same thing with women. You know, don't put certain women in your vicinity when you have certain things. They'll steal it from you. Shout out to Jack, which uh, consumption-based tax is worse because the poor and middle class pay a higher percentage of income on consumer goods. The wealthy would use corporate and nonprofit um, that have tax IDs, which is an exemption for those consumption tax. Bad idea. So, yeah, I, I knew it was something up like that. I think overall, if you're if you're an upper class, you'll be fine. I think it actually makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. Eugene, a brother from the south side of Chicago, south side of the shy coach. You got me dying laughing on your blue chip streams, talking about how Midwesterners talk. Sending my tuition for the content. And coach, give me some of that barbecue one time, one good time. There's barbecue in there. I know it's in there. It is. Thank you, man, from the south side of the shy. And we're almost wrapping up, man. 7.30? Yeah, we're almost wrapping up. We got, think two more. David McFarland, shout out to you. Thanks for the edutainment. Thanks for the edutainment. And I hope, you know, I hope you guys got some value out here. I try to tell the truth. Uh, I try to tell the truth. JC says, don't go pick up a soul food dinner in your new toy. Nope. This is why you have different. That's why you have different cars. Mr. Clark, Aaron says, what about the passport hoes that travel to get their bodies done? Yeah, we're going to talk. Yeah, what about that? We talked about that already. So we got all the PayPal's. All right. We got all the cash apps. Oh, also, one more thing that you need as a business owner uh, is attorneys and accountants. You're going to spend a lot of money on those things. All right. Daniel D says some risks are definitely worth taking. Indeed. All right. So when you get big, Learn, learn, learn to be able to uh, put people on retainer and hire good accountants, and they'll be worth their weight in gold. 
But um, you will need attorneys when you get money because people will start suing you. People start coming after you. So plan on spending. You know, attorney retainer, $5,000. Have one on retainer, and he's going to go through that in two weeks. <laughs> and then he's going to put his paw out. More retainer, please. More retainer, please. And so now you're working to pay people off. Also, pay people for their services. It's going gonna, it's gonna to free up time. So people will say, no, you can clean your own house, and you can wash your own car, and you can mow your own lawn, and you can walk your own dog. If you're an entrepreneur, when you start making some money, Pay for people to do these things. This is called delegation, and it will free up time for you to do what you're good at, which is doing your business, which is actually going to bring a greater return than you mowing your own lawn. Yeah, you can save money, but you just spent time mowing your lawn instead of making money doing your business. Delegation is a big thing. Learn how to delegate, and you will capitalize and start making money at your business. Did I skip a PayPal? All right, so what's your name, sir? You said your name is Grady, but it's probably something else on here. All right. I don't know what I don't know what your name is. So maybe I did and maybe I didn't. What's your name? Grady, what's your name? Massa. <laughs> delegate, delegate, delegate. Yeah, no man is an island. Your name is Kevin. All right. You were at the that means you're the first one. All right. So you might not have been paying attention. You was out there shelf. You was out there shuffling and sniggling. Kevin, uh, sorry. Grady says, as coach is about to go in on entrepreneurship, me and my coworker just quit our jobs today and going to get our LLCs and contractors licenses, et cetera, tomorrow. Might have to set up a coaching call to see if it's the right move. I got you, Grady. Thank you, brother. And I did miss you because you were the very first one. AV Network guy says, stop asking for discounts. Sometimes you got to pay. And what you will also understand is when people, when you see people hustling, you pay them, right? So um, if you get a 911 or you get a nice expensive car and uh, you realize you can't park that car next to people who have cars way, of, way or less value, haters will mark up your car. So part of that, the luxury of having that is paying for what? Valet. Sometimes you have to pay for valet to park your car in a place where you can get it quicker, which they call on top. So you have to pay in tip. It's part of the uh, it's part of the price of having good things. You have to wash your jewelry, maintain it if you have good things. So you will start to pay it back to other people who provide services. If you don't want to do that, I don't want a valet. I don't want a tip. I don't want to do that, guys. Money karma will come for your ass. Money karma will come for your ass. If you then are an entrepreneur or trying to sell a service or a product and you don't want to invest in other people, other people are going to treat you just like that. Mm -mm -mm. And then you're going to realize, how, how come I'm struggling? How come I can't get over? And same thing for people who want to invest in entrepreneurs. When I see an entrepreneur, if I want to invest in them, I pay their price. I could get it for less if I haggle him. But I know what it's like. I know what it's like. For an entrepreneur. Now, if it's a big corporation, forget it. I'll haggle or wait for it on when it's on sale. But if I know a person's hustling, it's worth investing in them. I'll, okay, okay, I see you hustling. And I'll reward your hustle. Sometimes that energy comes back. Man, anyway, man. Look, this barbecue in there. Enjoy your day. We got one more stream. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Tomorrow, thank you for the investment into me. And uh, I don't have a job. All right, I don't have a job. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And we out of here. 
We out of here. I think we're out of here. Yes, we are. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.